Today on the program, Ned, I would love to stand here and talk with you, but I'm not going to. It's Groundhog Day! Welcome to the Rewatch Party. I am your host, Nick. Joining me today is the gobbler to my knob, Anthony. Uh, I, feel like, I feel like we let too much go on that one. <laughs> we got to keep some secrets. Uh, I, I, I felt that was like a little too obvious, yeah, but I mean, they go to gobbler's knob gobbler's like 200 knob. times in this movie. Oh, yeah, I couldn't, yeah. couldn't pass it up. No, my, I always every time I see it, it reminds me of Knob Noster in Missouri. There's a town called Knob, Knob Noster. Noster, and I don't know what nosting means, but I'm sure it's nasty. Yeah, <laughs> don't noster my let's knob. Get, let's get all methed up and noster some knobs. Oh, do they love meth? <laughs> <laughs> also in the studio with us today, Manny. Hey guys, I'm back this time. We I'm remembered back. him this time. He is introduced. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. We we always talked about how it gets worse and worse until I just didn't do it at all. <laughs> And, uh, he still keeps showing up though, so yeah, you know, <laughs> dedication. It's something to something. <laughs> Someone's got to do the heavy lifting. Yeah, it it ain't me. It ain't me. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're talking about Groundhog Day from 1993, directed by Egon himself, Harold Ramis. A screenplay written by Ramis and a man named Danny Rubin. Now, Danny Rubin wrote this: "Hear no evil." And something called SFW, which, as we all know, stands for so fucking wet. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> that's not what it stands for. Oh, maybe. that's it's, that's the way I've always used it. <laughs> I was going to start. I believe it stands for safe for work. Like there's NSFW, not safe for work. You know, they put the little parentheses. Oh, there's like SFW. Okay, for work. that's why that sounded familiar. The SFW. Yeah, I thought it was a festival, a music festival. <laughs> South fucking West. <laughs> South fucking <laughs> West, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Um, also, I have here with me delicious rooster booster. Light. Booster roost. Enough energy to roost your booster with zero carbs. You should see the find cock here, on this guy. Find, you can find it at your local QT. You can't say quick trip because we're in Texas. That's right. Got to be QT. QT. You got jacked-ass fucking foghorn leghorn on the can. If you need to boost your roost. Was that rooster from WB? Uh, WB? Foghorn leghorn. If you're a rooster, if your rooster is limp, flaccid, <laughs> then you need to yeah. boost that rooster. And you need to boost that rooster. Get yourself some rooster booster light. Quick trip. Please sponsor our show. That's super. <laughs> super rooster. Super rooster booster. Uh, all right. So now that the uh, we, we took care of our sponsors and our ads... I should have record, I should have taken a video of that and posted it. <laughs> I wish, oh, man. <laughs> we'll have to plan these out or something. Um, all right, let's get into Groundhog Day. All right. We open up on uh, Bill Murray. Phil is his name, but like we're going to call him anything but Bill Murray. As we uh, talk I totally about wrote it down, though. Phil. Phil. I'm going to call him Phil Murray. Phil Murray. Phil Murray. <laughs> I think because the Groundhog's also Phil, so there's, well, there's Phil. Punk's Phil, a Tawny Phil. Phil. Yeah. Then there's Phil Connor. That's right. Or Phil Collins. <laughs> And, and then uh, there's Phil Collins. 
There's a town in Kansas called Puxatawney, isn't it? Not to my knowing. Not to my knowing. I feel like there probably is. Probably a town in Texas called that. If there's a town in Kansas called Punxsutawney, it's probably pronounced completely different than Punxsutawney. There's a lot of places in that area that are named the same, but they just call it like probably pronounced probably pronounced Philadelphia, Uh, like uh, Houston, Alabama. I think it's Alabama. And also, and and there's a street in New York called Houston, but it's spelled like Houston. And I was told by a guy from there, he's like, "Yeah, that's how we know if you're a fucking tourist or not." I'm looking for Houston Street. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, to be fair, most New Yorkers tell you to get the fuck out of here if you're from yeah. there or from somewhere well, Yeah, but else. if you say, I'm looking for Houston Street, they're like, get the fuck out of here two blocks down to the left. <laughs> they give you, say right you don't know where Houston's at? You're from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which which of the five boroughs are you from? Yeah. This guy's from Jersey. Fuck, yeah, I know, right? I'm talking about New York. That's <laughs> because we did good fellas recently. Also, I have never been to New York, so I have no idea. <laughs> Listen to our Die Hard with a Vengeance episode. See how many times Lauren and I say, well, I've never been to New York, but. <laughs> <laughs> I have been to New York. Wonderful. Wonderful people. Did you find Houston? I was not. If I did, I didn't pay any attention. I probably called it Houston. They're like, this motherfucker right here. It's between Get Maine and 143rd. <laughs> yeah. It says Houston is where they make the other salsas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> New York City. Get a rope. Um, also, how you can have intersections of two numbers. Because, you know, numbers go one direction, like tree names go the other. You know, growing up in Kansas, it was always numbers and tree names. Poplar, elm, cottonwood, right. all that. And they were in oh, alphabetical yeah. order, usually. Usually. Depending on one direction or the other. And, uh, but in New York, you can be at the corner of like 115th and 67th. It's because streets go north-south, I think, and avenues go east-west. So there's like 67th Street or 67th uh, Avenue. And then we have gotta, terraces and boulevards. Just, just call them all streets and move on with it. Good God. <laughs> and then, well, I mean, they're all like tree names or whatever until they're like, uh, we got to name this for somebody because he did something special. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Probably killed a bunch of people. Or Nicest part of town? We'll name it after the guy that started the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. <laughs> Shittiest part of town? Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Martin Luther King yeah, Boulevard is never in a good part of town. <laughs> not ever. It's decent here in Austin. It does go by campus. <laughs> I mean, I live just north of it. Oh, yeah, you're on the east side. You're on east MLK. Well, I guess, yeah, that's that's east side. East side and yeah, but you're hard. cities you're are... You're hard as fuck. Yeah, you are your street. <laughs> yeah. I'm Manny from the Manny from up the block in your whiz t-shirt. That's right. Yes, sir. <laughs> anyway, Groundhog Day. Not anything having to do with New York or street names. Um, yeah, so Phil Murray is giving the weather. He's in front of the blue screen doing his whole like gesturing stuff. And then we finally like pan over to the monitor so you can see like the well, we've all seen weather forecasts, you know, the 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 digital map with the little rain clouds and snow flurries and whatever yeah. on there. I love that one video where like the weather lady was wearing like a green dress. Oh, so, so just like, a floating <laughs> head? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is what happens when we meet Andy McDowell here in a few minutes. Um, so he's doing national weather, but they're based out of Philly, right? And he's announcing that tomorrow he's going to go... Pittsburgh, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Pittsburgh. It Pittsburgh. I thought yeah. they said Philly. I think no, it's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> then we never go back to it, so it doesn't... Yeah, doesn't no, matter. I mean... Once, once we leave, we're I think just, they mentioned it a little bit, but you never make it back to Pittsburgh. No. Which is the way it should be. Um, so, anyways. It they, ain't no Scranton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, they, they don't got Pam then. So, he says tomorrow he's going to Punxsutawney for Groundhog Day. And they're like, oh, you must really love that. This is what, your third year? And he, uh, four. Fourth. Uh, 
and then he calls the uh, the main anchor hairdo, the the main news lady. He's like, <laughs> okay, hey hairdo, whatever. And then his his personal cameraman is Chris Elliott, Larry. Chris Elliott's made a whole career out of being awkward, creepy, creepy, weird, creepy. Like obviously, scary movie too. He was super creepy. He's just awkward as fuck. And I don't know what Creek. this is. But you guys I like remember that anyway. fucking movie, Cabin Boy, that he was yes. like the star. I think that's the only movie he's ever been like the lead character. Yeah, and then they were like, okay, well, no more. Of that. <laughs> Not doing that again. <laughs> you work better in like two to three minute increments. <laughs> Yeah, had your chance. Kind of blew it, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I think David Letterman was in that also. Which yeah, I think he was. Didn't help anything. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, he says, yeah, there's a major network interested in me. <laughs> yeah, home shopping network. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he's trying to brag that he's got a major network interest in his own cable guy or his own camera guy fucking sells him out. The yeah. home shopping network. <laughs> he pretty much plays like the same guy in, in everything. Yeah. 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 Um, so now we meet. He's, he's got Old a new woogie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. From um, something, about something about Mary. Mary right? right. He ends up having like the hives all over his face yeah. and shit. Oh, it's creepy. Of course, it's Chris Elliott. Um, so this is where we meet Rita, the glorious Andy McDowell. I mean, between this movie, Hudson Hawk, and Multiplicity, she was a major part of my grown-up type feelings <laughs> as a kid. Make you feel like a boy. Yeah, <laughs> she made that boy feel like a man. Definitely wasn't, was still not, but I felt. Like I feel like this movie was like, I don't know. I, this movie is pretty old, I guess, now. 93, yeah. But I was in high school when this movie came out. Like, I thought it came out before then. Mm-hmm. But apparently not. Yeah. Also, fucks me up that uh, Bill Murray's 43 in this movie, and I am 43 now. Now, yeah. So it's like, I, I think I look a lot better than Bill yeah. Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray's Bill always, Murray always like seemed old. But like Steve a little Martin, bit, but Steve Martin was also prematurely. If gray. you see like the OG Saturday Night Live and maybe in Stripes and Meatballs, but after that, yeah, Bill Murray just looked old. Yeah, I, he didn't look bad in Caddyshack. I mean, he still looked young, but that was also 1980, so he yeah. was you know uh, in his 30s, yeah. 20s, I guess. Yeah, Steve 20s. Martin had like one. I think he was on the Johnny Carson show and he had color in his hair, and then woke up the next day and just looked 60. Yeah, luckily he hasn't aged a day since, but yeah. He's been rocking it for 40 years. Get old young. Get That's old young, yeah. All right. That's the key. You got to get old young. I don't know how to do that. And then stop somehow. <laughs> stop. <laughs> so anyway, Rita, daily, Andy McGowell, we meet booster. her, and she's doing exactly that. Like We see that on the screen, she's just like a floating head and some hands because she's wearing a blue dress. So she's like, ah! And Bill Murray's like, God damn it. She's completely incompetent. This is going to suck more than usual. Great. Yeah, really, like, he kind of channels his earlier Scrooged performance. And, and it's like Scrooge everything. before this? Yeah, I think Scrooge was 88, I think. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, so. that's future episode, so I don't memorize the year of it yet. But. Yeah, yeah, no, because I, I had to look it up because I'm like, man, this character he plays is a lot like, I mean, he's, he's worse than Scrooge, obviously. But Yeah. Uh, that's goddamn delicious. Sorry, I don't know what you're drinking. Yeah, also. it's very good. Cooper Family. Barrel Reserve Rye. Distilled right here in LaGrange, Texas. Well, uh, Fayette County, Texas. It's Fayette uh, County, Texas. Well, now they'll never sponsor us. I fucked it up. <laughs> so she's all excited to go. She wants, like, uh, he's going to be leaving. This is his last time doing this Groundhog Day bullshit. And she's like, oh, I'm so excited. You, you are new, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't been fucking ruined yet and <laughs> become this you have pessimistic, been- cantankerous asshole. It'll get there. Don't worry. Not jaded. 
Uh, now, they make it to Punxsutawney, but they, this wasn't filmed, even though there is a Punxsutawney, and that is where the groundhog thing happens, this was actually filmed in Woodstock, Illinois. Not where the festival was. So, just a whole lot of names, but not the not one quite. you think of in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Woodstock, Illinois, where they do have plaques up commemorating where scenes from this movie happened. Hmm. If you go to Woodstock, Illinois. Even though everybody who loves this movie goes to actual Punxsutawney for the groundhog thing and then wonders why it doesn't look anything like yeah. the town from the movie. Actually, the trivia said that they had an influx of uh, tourism after this movie came out. Yeah. They're like, they didn't even film it here, but cool. Nobody tell them. Quick, make a B and B. Sorry, no, I'm, I'm, I just confused myself for a second. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. Also, Delbert McClinton kind of opened oh, up the movie. That's yeah. what I was. Uh, <laughs> my very next note: the song, song right here is "Weatherman" by Delbert McClinton, who I do enjoy. Delbert McClinton, he's a great blues musician. This song is cheesy as fuck, but it fits the '90s comedy movie vibe perfectly. So, it's, yeah. I mean, it's a perfect opening song for a 90s comedy. However, I do have one gripe here. The chorus, the line is, I can warm you up because I'm your weatherman. And that's not how weathermen work, bud. <laughs> I can tell you it's getting warm in here, but I don't personally do the warming. I don't, you know, like, come on, Delbert. Well, he... I can tell you it's warm outside, baby, because I'm the weatherman. That would be a more accurate chorus. He is a... Uh, he is a coal magnate he owns multiple coal mines oh. <laughs> <laughs> as well as coal powered plants and he has been warming us all up for decades <laughs> i tell you what listen to some delbert clinton music warms my heart up so well there you go there you go there you go still that's not what weathermen do <laughs> so <laughs> when they get into town and they pull up to the hotel and he throws a fit i'm not staying here i stayed here once before and i had a terrible time i think he said he liked their had a rash or something happened and it was miserable. And she's like, yeah, you're not staying here. I booked you a B and B. And he's like, Oh good. That's the sign of a good producer. Keep the talent happy. And Larry's like, did he, re- he really call himself the talent? The talent. Is he <laughs> doing that? Like he's the it's only one. Like he's being an asshole, and it used to be like, oh, could you imagine Bill Murray being an asshole? But then it turns out that Bill Murray actually actually is an really, asshole. Is, an <laughs> really <laughs> is an asshole. All these times we've been. Worshipping at the altar of Bill. I mean, at least he's not a rapist or he's not... Yeah, I don't think he's doing anything. There's no harassment. He's just an egocentric bastard on film right. sets. Yeah, I guess because after the whole the accusations on that movie set that he's on now... That uh, got... Like, it halted. It was yeah. so bad it halted everything. But then all the stuff... Like, he just he would throw props at people and he got into a fight with... Like, because him and Harold Ramis had a disagreement on this movie, he wouldn't even talk to him for like 10 years or more. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, yeah. and they said that like him and Richard Dreyfus on What About Bob, they had to keep them separated. I think that was the one I read, like hucked an ashtray at his head or something. Yeah, they like. threw, throwing stuff at him. And then I think the the woman that was in that, I can't remember her name right now, yeah, oh, yeah, he threw remember. her in the lake, like pushed her off <laughs> the dock the into the lake. So he's just, he's just a bit aggressive, <laughs> but not a handsy aggressive. I don't know well, if that's yeah, better or worse. It still sucks. Yeah, I mean, nobody likes an asshole. He ain't diddling anybody. Yeah, but nobody, nobody likes an asshole. Yeah, not making me watch. Yeah, ask permission. Right. Ain't that right, Weird Al? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that, speaking of. The Weird Al movie coming out where uh, uh, Harry Potter's yeah, playing. a movie? Daniel, what's it, Radcliffe? Yeah, whatever, yeah. He's playing Weird Al. A bi- Weird Al biopic or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, oh. He's at, like, I saw the trailer for it, and he got pretty jacked. I'm like, okay, I get it, but Weird Al has never been jacked. Ever, 
And then there's a scene where he has like a hotel room full of women. I'm like, okay, so is this going to be like super tongue in cheek, like most Weird Al stuff? Like how much was he involved in the creation of it? Or is it actually going to be the story of Weird Al? Because there would be no muscles and no groupie bang, gang bangs. <laughs> In a Weird Al <laughs> truth story, but if what it's that him, we know of. if I it's mean, him being like, "Look how big of a rock star I was," then that would be hilarious, and I love it. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm expecting. Yeah. The latter. Uh, I also I won a book on a Twitter contest called "The Weird Accordion to Al," <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, it just goes through his songs like almost chronologically. Like his first ever parody hit was uh, Oh, Richie, what for Ricky Ricardo? Oh, Ricky, you're so fine. Yeah, apparently, and so it just like goes on a blurb through his whole. Anyway, none of this has to do with Groundhog Day. Sorry, <laughs> I want to like a. It's an excellent book, though. Highly used to be this great bookstore in Topeka that was called, like a rare and and uh, used books and stuff like that. And and I won a Twitter. Con- That's the only Twitter contest I've ever won for like a fifty dollar gift certificate. But then they went out of nice. business before I got to use it. <laughs> so- <laughs> no. Somebody redeem this fifty dollars. <laughs> go well, sir. Uh, your card's declined. Do you take bookshop gift card? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a tip for you, but uh, I do have this fifty dollar gift shop card yeah. for a bookstore in Topeka, Kansas. Still in my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he's. Uh, she asks if you want to come to dinner later, and Bill Murray's like, uh, "No, thanks. I've seen Larry eat," which is a pretty shitty way. Shoot him down, but wakes up the next morning. Uh, we get the scene that we see a hundred times in this movie. The clock goes from five fifty nine, six o'clock. I got you, babe. Uh, Harold Ramis picked this song specifically because of the horrendous, repetitive nature of the song. It's the yeah. same little the whole entire fucking thing and then i got you babe i mean they do have some verses but no matter what it's just this horribly repetitive thing it's like that fits the nature of the film also if you had to wake up to that at 6 a.m every day for depending on who's matthew either eight years 10 years 20 years a lot of people have figured or i did my own math and it would take this long to get all these skills and they say how long he was in this time loop but uh, I would lose my goddamn mind if I had to listen to I Got You, Babe, every morning. Yeah, I actually made a note that was like, I think if I had to wake up to that song every morning, I would have got to suicide a lot faster. A lot than faster. He did. Yeah. <laughs> well, now he lost his mind on the second day. A little bit. Well, yeah. I, mean, I think you're going to lose your mind at that point. But there's also, I think, I think maybe the third day. Like, the second day, you're like, man, this is weird. I must have had a weird dream or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then when it's like, holy shit, what's going on? By the third day, then you would be kind of losing your this? mind. Yeah. Uh, they do cover the progression of the like it takes a while to come to terms with it and then you want to have fun with it and then you want to fucking try to end it and then you know you actually i guess come to peace with it and uh improve yourself you know whatever like you have just well this is just what it is might as well do a good yeah, do good shit. I guess I don't know. Yeah, takes um, him a long time to get to the yeah. part where he's like, maybe I should start. <laughs> maybe being I, good. maybe I should try to be a good person, <laughs> which I can understand. But you know, he's kind of like, uh, I'm gonna try to sleep with everybody in town first. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll get to it. we'll get to it. We're going through the whole movie here, but um, so yeah, mirrors the movie. Uh, these super annoying local radio guys about it's cold outside. We got. Speaking of, we got cold on our lips, chapped lips, and they're like talking over each other. And it's Groundhog Day. Also, look out for this blizzard. And Bill Murray's like, there's no blizzard. If you would have saw the opening of the movie, I say that the cold air is coming in. We will get accumulation, but it'll just miss us. I was doing the hand motions, listeners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So he's like, you fucking local fucking losers. Losers. The blizzard's going to fucking miss you fucking losers. Um, so he leaves, and he gets stopped by a guy in the hallway. Guy in the hallway is Ken Hudson Campbell, who I always knew from Herman's Head. He was like the frat guy in Herman. Did you ever watch Herman's Head? I have not. It I was. Have. I think. I think they took that TV show as the inspiration for Inside Out because it's this guy Herman going around his day to day life, but oh, it would cut inside his head, and he had like four people representing like it's the four like major moves or something. Yeah, because like, oh. I never had Fox growing up, but so I, I, it sounds familiar. But yeah, I don't think I've so you had like the it. the brainiac guy, and you had the all these different, but. This man, Kev, Ken Hudson Campbell, was like the sports shirt, backwards hat, beer choking, yeah, let's grab some tits character. Like the the, <laughs> the root male <laughs> of the psyche. And uh, But he has tons of credits. Like, I was trying to look up more. He's I feel like if in, in my brain, lot. like, there would be that guy. He's like, let's grab some tits. And then, like, the brainiac guy would be like, indeed, we shall. <laughs> grab we shall. I think we shall fondle some breasts yeah. as well. <laughs> yes. <sir>. Everybody's <laughs> like, I think we're all in agreement on this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all. <laughs> yeah. Not Consensus. <laughs> the, one, the one in the back is like, no, maybe we should... All right, somebody give that guy a beer and fucking loosen him up. <laughs> and it's all over. There's only one, the, the, the gay part of you in the back's like, come on, guys, can we do penis just once? <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Aren't you, aren't you just a little bit get curious? There ain't no gay in my brain. <laughs> Sexuality's not a spectrum. Yeah, me neither. That Kinsey report was wrong. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, right. Until I see Tom Hardy. Until I see... <laughs> or Bradley Cooper. Or Ryan Reynolds. Or... Oh, wait. The list goes on and on. Anyway, so the guy asks, do you think it's going to be an early spring? He's like, I'm predicting March 21st. And then just walks down the stairs. And the guy's standing going, I think that actually is the first day of spring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, downstairs, the host lady is just trying to be a nice host. Did you sleep okay? Burr. Would you like some coffee? I bet you don't have espresso. I don't think that you can spell espresso. Yeah, I didn't think so. I fucking ass. Really playing up. He's he's a real he's a real dick. Yeah, Yeah, and she's like, "Have you? What about the blizzard?" So he does the whole spiel again, where he's like motioning, and the cold front's gonna move over this way. Like he's just doing all of his in front of the blue screen hand gestures, and he's. Did you really want to talk about the weather? Yeah, just chit chatting. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you want or did you? Oh, you wanted to chit chat. That's what I fucking thought. Are you going to be checking out today? Chances of departure, 100%. And then slams the door behind him like, Jesus what a dickhead. Christ. Yeah. So he gets out of the B&B and gets downtown. And all of a sudden we hear, Phil? Phil Connors? And here comes the man himself. Oh, boy. The great Stephen Tobolowski. I love old Tobo. Tobolowski. Those uh, are the chocolate bars at the airport, right? Yes. The, yeah. The Tobolowskis. <laughs> Give me one of them Tobolowski bars. Give me one of them Tobolowskis. Bing! Um... I do love a good Toblerone, though, to be serious. Those things are delicious. Yeah, but let's not joke around. It's Toblerone, and they're delicious. Yes. Yeah. I show some goddamn respect. Yeah, I've only so ever seen them at respect. the airport. I don't see them anywhere else. Uh, I, uh, I think they were like, I was in the duty-free, like... Yeah, duty. Duty. <laughs> I've never seen them outside of an airport, though, is what I'm saying. Oh, oh outside yeah, I've of seen an airport. In, I've seen yeah. them in places. I've seen them. I have not. Well, you, you know. need to look more. Like in people's anyway, so Tobolowski Tobolowski has been in a, a ton of things. Very much a, a very famous character actor. I I liked his character in the show Californication, in which David Duchovny fucks the entirety of Los Angeles. Yep. But Tobolowski plays a movie producer who has some odd kinks and apparently a very large penis. That's he kind would of be, all, yeah, he would yeah, be the kind. He would mm. be the kind. He's always like trying to fuck chicks, and then they just can't get over how big his dong is. 
Duchovny or Tobolowski? Tobolowski. Which is great because he's just such a nerdy guy, you know, Stephen Tobolowski. Oh, right? yeah, no, no. I think I think God has a sense of humor about that. About that, yeah. So at least the writers of Californication did. Um, but <laughs> oh, he's not, it's he was, been my experience. The ones that I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a waste. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was also in Memento. He was the guy when they were talking about the brain disorder that Guy Pierce has that he, like, killed his own wife accidentally because he didn't remember that he'd already given her medication. Uh, he was also in Spaceballs. Tobolowski's been in all sorts of shit. Right. So he comes running up and he's like, we went to high school together. Remember, I, you did the whistle out of my belly button trick and I dated your sister a few times until you told me to knock that off. <laughs> Ned Ryerson, remember? He's like, oh yeah, Ned. Bing! He always says Bing. Uh, he's an insurance salesman in this and uh, apparently he got a lot of actual insurance salesman being like, thanks for kind of portraying us well. Like we always kind of get portrayed as pieces of shit or whatever in movies. So. Really? They, they, I thought they, they watched him and they're, yeah. they're, they're like, like, this oh, is a good representation of Finally, insurance. an accurate representation of insurance sales. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, geez, this guy needs to stop. If I know anything about this guy, it means we all have big dicks. <laughs> Hell oh, yeah. That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, this is where we get the opening line about. I want to get some insurance because you're about to get wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a health insurance? Because I'm going to rearrange them guts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds just like Tobo. So anyway, <laughs> this is where we get our opening line of "I'd love to say and talk, but I'm not going to." And then as he walks away, um, oh no, there, this is where we have our first plaque. If you go to Woodstock, Illinois, there's Ned's Corner where he keeps running into Phil. Right there at that street corner, oh, there's, right. a, there's a plaque called Ned's Corner. And then as he walks away and he steps off the curb into the deepest pothole ever, it's filled with mud, Slush slushy water. Yeah. sludge. And Ned's like, watch out that first step. It's, it's a doozy. Because he's just the most annoying <laughs> cornball of a human. Dude, yes. I can't be people so, like that. Because he's such a positive portrayal of insurance sales. Yes, because <laughs> yes. he's the accurate positive <laughs> insurance. Uh, but then that's also got a plaque. Of the where the puddle where is, the, <laughs> should actually make one there. Like, yeah, probably, there, yeah. <laughs> actually, there's people I mean, actually like hurting themselves falling. When into he steps it. into it, it like goes up halfway goes up his shin, knee. almost oh, yeah. to his knee, almost like that is a deep fucking hole. Oh yeah, in the but, street. I mean, this is <laughs> the United States hasn't put money into friggin' uh, it's our roads and streets and oh yeah yeah yeah. So you gotta we, have, have, we got them all. We gotta have local charity fucking bachelor auctions to raise yeah. money to fix the street. Like Adopt I know, like in Topeka, the potholes are so bad they'd make your friggin' FM radio skip. <laughs> they tune it up to, to who was the AM. guy that was like drawing dicks over pot? I think started calling them cockholes, cockholes. Oh, to, just so that to get so the city to, to do something with yeah. them. Yeah, I think Domino's has also started a thing where they'll patch them up and put their logo on it and be like, either you we advertise ourselves or you fucking fix the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so both very good ideas. Yeah, no. endorsed by the rewatch. You can't party. go fix it yourself either. You'll get fined. Yeah, or well, Ron Swanson could. Or was that one? Well, he works for the city. That's true. He did work, but he, he worked, worked for parks, not. Well, he did, still, still, still work for the city. I'm That's assuming true. he's not. Getting, I'm sure if any city workers want to go out and start fixing shit, the city'd be like, "Oh, sweet, yeah, cool, cool." All right. oh, you did that Don't on your own. Hire anybody. In we're, the not, we're not works paying department. for it, but cool. Yeah. Good on you, bud. Yeah. <laughs> we can still take credit for it. That's right. Still city, technically. <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, all right, so we finally get to the big event. Bill does his bit. Uh, really, kind of half-asses. Yeah, we're here. Fucking groundhog weather bullshit. And I'm like that. Great. Great. So they pull the hog out. 
They pull the groundhog out. <laughs> I pulled my hog out. There's friggin' what's Tobo his face pulls again. his yeah, hog Tobo out. pulls out his hog. <laughs> Six more uh, weeks of pleasure in you, baby. <laughs> Early spring in your step. Because he'll put the it dick. there. Because the dick, yeah. <laughs> um, so the host talked to this groundhog and then make the announcement, this February 2nd, 7.30 and 20 seconds, Phil saw his shadow. Ooh, like six more weeks of winter. The announcer here, Brian Doyle Murray, Bill's older brother. He's uh, in quite a few. I think he's even in Scrooge. He's in quite a few. Yeah, that few. dude, that dude, the mayor guy is yeah, his older brother. That's his older brother. He, he's also a character actor in hundreds of things. Right, right. Yeah, no, he, he's a recognizable guy. And he's the yeah, voice, that raspy voice of his. He ha- he's voices Salty the Pirate on Family Guy. And I mean, he does <laughs> he does a lot of stuff. House sat for him once in uh, L.A. You I did? told that story. I say, on, was this the, told that story the, on a previous episode? The... Yeah, and I read a script. Sat in his chair and read a script for a bit, and then fed his cat and left. Yeah, so if uh, Groundhog sees its shadow, six more weeks, right? If not, supposedly in early spring. But what a it weird really, belief system yeah, that is. It's purely the pageantry. Like it actually doesn't mean fucking anything. It's well, it seemed like if that whole thing, if he was actually reading off of that deal it's like they already had it pre-written up that it was yeah. gonna be yeah right yeah so prognosticator of prognosticators yeah it's, it's pretty shitty i mean i think producer brandon should write an intro if he's heard our fucking tournament of champions intro yeah. way better oh yeah, yeah. way better for not prognostic should be like prognosticator of something different you know but i can't yeah. think of anything right now of predictions like yeah. at least you can't you can't alliterate with the same word it doesn't work that yeah. way anyway He'd make you illiterate. <laughs> Bill goes on, <laughs> he goes to record his sign off. And I like when he counts down. He's like, okay, on me, ready in three, two, one. And when he gets to one, he leaves the middle finger up for Larry. <laughs> Larry the camera guy. Oh, Larry the, the camera, camera guy. guy. Ah. All right, Bill, we going to get her done. I don't know much else about him. But I got to have Prilosec because I don't ever eat vegetables. Wee-oo! Got a lot of heartburn. Yeah, all this heartburn. Maybe just don't eat. Fucking processed meats and cheese, dude. Grease. I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just always remember thinking, like, every time I see him on that fucking jet ski talking about Prattlesick, <laughs> like, just eat a vegetable every once in a while, dude. Maybe calm it down there, Larry. <laughs> Have you tried vegetables? They're fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> you put a lot of cheese on them. They're... Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I also like this line. This is the one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. <laughs> Just such a snarky asshole line. That was almost our opening line. There's so many great like, tottering uh, on re- that. reporting on this like yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Rita's like, you want to try that again without the sarcasm? Uh, no, we got it. And he just walks off. <laughs> so he's like, we need to get out of here before the blizzard hits. Um but it does anyways. They're trying to leave. Like, the road is being shut down because there's a tunnel out of town, and the cops have it blocked off. They're like, no, uh, it's unsafe driving conditions. Sorry, you're just going to have to fucking camp out for the night. No, no, I got to get the fuck out of here. We got to get, get out. He's like, well, Pittsburgh. you either spend the night in Punxsutawney or die. Which is it? I'm thinking. <laughs> Man, you're, you're like, I didn't take that many notes during this movie, and you are beating me to every one of them that I t- oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, No, no, that's 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 funny. It's uh, you free, you can you can go back to Puxatani or you can freeze to death. I'm thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> yeah, 
Because he's like shivering because he refuses yeah, to yeah. acknowledge that it's cold, so he won't even put a coat on or anything. What do you he's mean? Like a little it's kid. fine outside. <laughs> yeah. I'm the weatherman. I said it was going to go east. Yeah. He's good. And he's trying or to even do west. the motions yeah, again. Yeah. It's going to just miss us. And he can't. Um, so he ends up getting hammered drunk and lips off to Larry and Rita. Goes back and tries to take a shower, but nope, no hot water. He's like, cold. is there hot water in this place? Well, not tonight, obviously. There's a blizzard, dumbass. <laughs> Um, next 6 a.m. Is that where they asked if he was going to go to the groundhog dinner? I love that line in the movie. There's where they ask like Rita and Larry ask, well, are you going to go to the groundhog dinner? Goes, no, thanks. I've had groundhog for lunch. Oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah. It might've been, maybe that's when he lips off to him. I'm going to go back to the, take a hot shower shower and yeah, yeah. yeah. you can't go to the groundhog dinner. I know I had groundhog for lunch. Uh, so we hit next morning, 6 a.m. I got you, babe. Again, he wakes kind of confused. And then we get the same thing about them chapped lips, and blah, 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 and the whole thing. And he goes, oh, way to go, guys. You're playing yesterday's tape, you fucking idiots. He's a bit hungover because he got blasted last night. Um, and then, they, like, it's the yeah same thing, but he looks outside, and it's the same people on the walking down the street. No like, snow. Wait a Yeah, and no snow. He's like, okay, now I'm kind of confused. What the fuck's going on? Same guy in the hallway. Hey, you want to see the groundhog? And he grabs him. What day is it? Yeah. February 2nd? It's Groundhog Day. Oh, Groundhog Day. A lady downstairs asking the same questions, and he's like, what? what the fuck's going on? But this time, he's like, chance of departure, 80%, 75-80. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, stops the lady outside. Where's everybody going? Going to Gobbler's Knob. It's Groundhog Day. And walks off. He goes, it's, it's still only once a year, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, again, Gobbler's Knob. Seriously, Gobbler's Knob? What Not, What? What else is knob besides a doorknob or a penis? They, uh, but they also spelled the K-N-O-B, right? Yeah. Right, like a doorknob. And, and yeah. it's Gobbler, like it's not some other, like it was somebody's last name. No, G-O-B-B-L-E-R-S. Gobbler's Knob. Gobble it yeah. up. I mean, it's probably, you know, a turkey. That's what I was thinking. A turkey with a doorknob? Or a turkey. What? I a turkey dick? Like, I don't know. Knob, knobby tree? I don't know. Man, and the I'm trees have to, knobs? I'm trying to... They have knots, but do they have knobs? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right, Manny's on it. Manny's on it. Anyway, <laughs> there's got to be something that doesn't mean suck Penis. a lot of dick. <laughs> a prominent round hill. A prominent round hill. Also a penis. Also a penis. Does it say also a penis on there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a, a penis. That's, that's, <laughs> that's in Merriam-Webster's dictionary. Also a penis. Also, God, man, imagine how many words that would have to be in. It's also evocative. A how many definitions? Also a penis. <laughs> we need to just like every like words that don't mean penis yet. We need to also just bring that into the yeah. American lexicon. <laughs> All right, everybody look up the word of the day. I mean, the majority <laughs> word, of words mean penis. I mean, yeah. anything <laughs> can mean penis. I also used to like to take actors last names, you know, like when Kevin Bacon showed Dong, you have to see Kevin's bacon. Kevin's bacon. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, today, the word of today is glumph. It means to move in a loud and clumsy way. Also a penis. Also a penis. Yeah, no, that one. That one, that <laughs> that one absolutely worked out. <laughs> Thank you, Miriam Webster. That one totally worked out. Someone's about to get the glumph. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like when I shoot glumph. <laughs> we haven't done the dentist, fart noise in a while. I had a, a dentist that was named <laughs> Frank, Frank Johnson. 
And I was like, oh, and I always that be just like, takes all the fun out of he it. He always had like, on the nose. All, yeah, that's all, two on the knob. And he had the best looking uh, dental nope. assistants. Oh. Like, and every year he'd take them to Mexico for a vacation. Oh. But the rule uh-huh. was, it's like he'd only take the staff. He wouldn't take their families. So husbands, everybody else had to stay home. I'm like, oh man. And I'd say it's so, you could do it both ways. Like, old Johnson's giving him the Frank, or old no, Frank's giving, giving him the Johnson. Johnson. That's right. <laughs> we cut off your Johnson. All right. Johnson. So now. Ned again comes walking up. Phil? Phil Connors? Ned Ryerson? Bing! Bing! But then he just walks off and falls in a puddle. Right on the nose or something. Yeah. Don't tell me you don't remember me because I sure as heck fire remember you. Heck fire? What the fuck is even that? I, I, stupid. Some old town. doesn't want to say hell. Malapropos. So they say heck instead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the heck fire. Oh, yeah, hell instead of hell fire. Yeah. He probably right. says. <laughs> Gosh darn it! And uh, oh gosh fudge. darn it! Well, that's a doozy. Oh, that's a well fudge. <laughs> you know. Um, so anyway, the puddle again, and the whole you've watched this just a doozy thing. Yeah. So now he gets to the knob, tries to talk to Rita, but she's like, "Sorry, I distracted by this knob." Oh yeah, that knob is that knob is it's pretty prominent and round. <laughs> that, that knob's got a real glump about it. <laughs> so, um, but it becomes the time. So he's doing his report and we get, well, it's Groundhog Day. Again. Again. <laughs> um, again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I had to give a news report. Again. again. And I got to meet Punk's Tawny Phil. Again. again. But I had about 14 Dr. Pebbles and I would have to pay. Um, so, um, but this time during Brian Doyle and Murray's speech, he's like, I can't, I can't do this. Like, he just walks off and he's trying to call out, like, get ahead of the blues. Like, okay, well, if, if this is like yesterday, today, whatever, that means there's a blizzard and I won't be able to get out of here. So let me just get the fuck out now. Like, I got to get ahead of this. And uh, he's on the phone. He's like, don't you have like an emergency line or like for celebrities or something? Well, yeah, I'm both. I'm a celebrity in an emergency. <laughs> um, and he's like, no luck, he's stuck. So he's back in his room that night, and he gets this idea. He's like taking notes or something, and he gets an idea. He snaps the pencil in half and lays it on the nightstand next to the clock. 6 a.m., I got you, baby. looks over, pencil's gone. He reaches like into the drawer or whatever it was, and it's there pencil still intact. in one piece. Um, so there was a whole thing planned for this. He was going to like freak out and go like rock star on the hotel room kind of thing. And then you were going to see it like morph back into the perfect Airbnb, not Airbnb, it's 1993, the B&B <laughs> bedroom. Internet wasn't even, I mean, yeah. internet was in its infancy in 1993, yeah. I guess. Um, but they were like, yeah, this is, I mean, this is an early 90s comedy. We don't really have the thing to put that together. So the pencil idea was a simple idea to get the same point across. Very inexpensive way. To yeah, a lot. Yeah. A number two pencil costs a lot less than the CGI that didn't exist yet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it would have been kind of cool, I guess, to see that, but it completely unnecessary in like a, a, I don't know, kind of a cheesy, basic 90s comedy. You don't need a big, complicated shot of things morphing back into so normal. Like, you said earlier, like how he got drunk the night before, or whatever, and then like so he might be hungover or whatever. Oh yeah, but he no. wouldn't. I, he wonder, wouldn't be, I, wonder, yeah. I mean, it does like so if he stays up all night, and then all of a sudden, bam, at six a.m. and he like does he's he feel well up? rested? Does he feel as rested as he would? have? Yeah, does he wake up, up the same way? So if he wasn't drunk the evening of the first, he wouldn't have been hungover on the second. So that means when he got drunk the evening of the second, he wouldn't be hungover. Like he doesn't carry on because he doesn't age no matter right. how long. I mean, he's if he's there. dead, he wakes up alive. So I'm assuming yeah. that he could go out. We're gonna do whatever, do whatever the hell he wants, yeah. and, and then, then just, he's gonna wake up in perfect so he health. Be hung up, yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. Which is what he does later in the movie. He does a few times, yeah. So he wouldn't have been hungover on that time when they yeah. thought Well, they I'm assuming unless he had got drunk the night before, like on the On the first, first. on the actual yeah. night before, yeah. Which he might have. How great would that be? I'd be so fucked up every... <laughs> God, dude, I would fucking hate oh, that. Oh my God, just hungover every morning for 10... 10- Oh, well, I mean, well, if I mean yeah, that's kind of the same anyway. That's, <laughs> that's just life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah. Uh, now he now he's really this is second time this has happened, and he rushes out, just pushes past stair guy, right? Uh, pushes Ned out of the way, doesn't even deal with him. Still hits the puddle. And he's like, God, fuck, damn it, the puddle. And then, and then she's like, okay, are you ready to record your thing? He's like, no, I've already done it twice. If it means I want you, you do it. And then when you're done, come meet me at the diner. And he just walks off. She's like, oh, I guess I am reporting now. <laughs> and so she meets him there and he's like, okay, this is the third time I've lived this day. Obviously, she doesn't believe it. Like, there's something wrong with you. We need to go get you looked at. So we, they go to the doctor and he gets his head x-rayed by Harold Ramis plays the doctor. The director, a little cameo here, Harold. Yeah, Ramos which I kind of forgot that that was him. Yeah, in it, or didn't think much of it because you know it's not like I delved into the who was directing the movie and all yeah. that. So I was probably like every time I watch, like, oh, it's hey, the Egon, guy, yay, Egon, all right, cool. Um, so no, there's nothing wrong with your brain, so you probably need to go to a psychiatrist. And the psychiatrist apparently just got out of school and had never dealt with anybody before because he just has no idea how <laughs> to even answer questions or. <laughs> he just like, seems so helpless and confused and, and then a little scared. It's funny. It's, uh, th- don't you know anything about this? He's like, well, that would be abnormal psychology. Or <laughs> whatever. Did you take a class about this? Yeah. Uh, so he gets mad and, and leaves and goes and meets some locals at the bowling alley and he's getting hammered. And he's like, what was I? I was in Cancun once or he was somewhere and I met this girl and we drink a bunch of Mai Tais and made love on the beach like a couple of sea otters. Yeah. Why that, I repeat that was that a really good day. Why couldn't I repeat that day? And the guys were like, uh, what? Because uh, there are all sorts of fucked up. We, are, we need to deal with that tomorrow. But what if there is no tomorrow? Well, if there's no tomorrow, then that means there'd be no consequences. We could do whatever we want. You know what? You're right. We can do it, everyone. And they're getting out to the vehicle, and the one guy gets into drive, and he, Bill Murray's talking to the other guy. All right, you want to puke in the car, and you want to puke on the sidewalk? Mm, both. Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured that. And then the guy, like, gets... as a, he, Bill Murray's going to put the other drunk dude in the car. The well, car I like how the dude's buddy's like, you're too drunk to drive. I can't yeah. let drive yeah. like that or whatever. And then like, shakes him. He's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, be careful. And like, <laughs> but he gets in the car and he races off backwards and like knocks over a trash can or something. Yeah. And then comes pulling comes back up. Like, he's like, I, I shouldn't think, drive. I shouldn't drive. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that. Move over. So now Bill Murray's driving. Immediately hits a mailbox and a cop comes out and starts chasing him. And the two drunk guys are like, maybe we shouldn't have let this dude drive. This doesn't seem... I think he wants Smart. you to stop. Yeah, I think he wants you to stop. So he just starts driving even crazier. And he's like, oh, people are always telling me what to do. Like, I wish, and I was going to write down everything he said. Oh, yeah, he, he lists it, off it's great. He, every, 
a long list of like, you know, always brush your teeth and don't eat too much fat and blah, 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 blah. And, and also don't drive on railroad tracks. And they're like, <laughs> that one guy's like I, I tend to agree with that. That one. happens to be one yeah. that I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> and so then the cops behind him also driving down the railroad tracks, which makes me wonder what happens. To exactly. Because <laughs> he sees the train. The train is coming and blowing the horn. And Bill Murray's like, I'm betting he's going to swerve. <laughs> Which, yeah, obviously he can't. <laughs> but he gets to a, another crossing so he can hop up over the, the rails and, and turn at the last second and misses the train. But yeah, what happened to the cop that was directly behind him? Yeah. Because obviously they're not on the tracks themselves. They're kind of straddling it, you know, with the tires. So it's not like the cop could just turn and hop over the track and fuck his car up pretty good. But I guess he could get out of the way of the train. But you don't see it. It doesn't acknowledge that at, of, at all. Of everything that happens... That would be the only human fatality that he caused, I think, right? Yeah, if if they did get hit. Yeah. That because, I mean, yeah. yeah. That, that he so caused. Bill Murray is a cop killer. Yeah. Yeah. But then the next day, it's all erased because he's him, it over. He etch a sketch I'm assuming the everybody else keeps continuing on through their respective realities. So he's just making like thousands of alternate realities here. We got that's real- what I've got. I mean, it's a multiverse, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, that's, that, like, I had to think about it. Like, is the whole shit. world yeah. repeating or is he just wrecking realities every day? For what is. Yeah. I had to look it up. And they the estimate is that he spent 33 years and 350 days. In Groundhog's Day, twelve thousand three hundred ninety-five days as uh, <laughs> in Punxsutawney in Groundhog's yeah, Day. Yeah, see, I've seen a few because like one guy is like, well, I, you know, I, I did the math and to learn to play piano in high school like that, it would have to be eight years. And some guy had another estimate. You know, everybody's had different ones. Harold Ramis, I think, was going to make it like he was thousands of years stuck in the loop, but then gave it a something. I, I want to say it was closer to ten or twelve. Years? Maybe, but no, I mean, it's never decided. It was just Harold Ramis being like, ah, you know, it was more, let's say it was more like a decade, whatever. Like he was just throwing something out there. But yeah, um, but he made that many different realities. Like every movie in 2022 is now about multiverse shit. I had no idea that it all started with Groundhog Day. Yeah, <laughs> Groundhog Day. There's so many movies that like that you, whenever you watch it, like, it's like Groundhog Day. It's like <laughs> Groundhog. Like, it's, yeah. It's a huge yeah. influence, I think, uh, on a lot of. Uh, that Tom Cruise one. Edge, edge of tomorrow. Yeah, maybe? I think yeah. that's where he has to relive the same day. Every time he dies, he and keeps Palm coming back. Springs. Oh, yeah, another one Palm with, Springs. With I was going to go. Yeah, and that was yeah. With Andy the justification on the one that I read was that there were 38 days actually shown on screen, as well as 414 days mentioned in the film, and 11,931 days, which Phil spends learning a host of new talents and interests, based on the theory that it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert in any given subject. So I think that 10,000 hours became a expert pianist or whatever, and he became an expert ice guy, which sculptor. we get to, sculptor yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, however it is, it doesn't really matter. Doctor? No. Long, <laughs> He's there time. for a long time. He's very, very long time. Uh, I don't know that he ever became Doc. He just knows to go in there and Heimlich that guy at the right time. No, but he, there's a, a scene where he wants to see the dude's chart. Oh, that, I think he just wants to learn what he died from so he can try to prevent it. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so anyway. the cart ahead of the horse a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but it's kind of hard. Not to yeah, but uh, I, I, mean, I don't. Uh, surely everybody's seen this. Yeah, movie. I imagine yeah. that everybody's seen this at least you know eleven thousand five hundred and twenty six times. Um, but yeah, cops died, and then that timeline is wrecked. Those poor families, yeah. that town. Mm. Um, but then he wrecks into a parked car, and the other cops pull up behind him, and he rolls down the window and goes. 
Yeah, uh, three cheeseburgers, two large fries, two chocolate shakes. <laughs> and some flapjacks. Is it too early for flapjacks? <laughs> that is great. <laughs> and ends up getting arrested. Uh, and that apparently was based off of something. Some guy was drunk in Vegas and ran into the fountain in front of Caesar's Palace. <laughs> and when the cops came up, he said, yeah, bring it back with a full tank of gas and a wax or something. And then there was another guy that like, Famously made a fast food order or whatever. Like they're based on <laughs> this line was based on real things that happened. <laughs> Which I mean, if you're fucked anyway, I I wish I was witty. My again, my only lane when <laughs> no, I got sir, arrested, I am defeated. I, no sir, I am defeated. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he gets thrown in jail, and then the next morning, six a.m. I got you, babe, and he's happy this time. He's like yes, like he's putting it to the test. He's trying to test the boundaries of this repetitive day. And he like kind of jaunts his way downstairs, and he's like, you know what? I will have some coffee. Hey, by the way, did anybody uh, look for me? Maybe some guys in blue, nightsticks, guns, that whole thing. She's like, no. no. Is that likely to happen? Apparently not. See you later. <laughs> and um, oh, he goes, hold my room. I will be staying another day. And then kisses her on the mouth and walks out. And he gets to Ned's corner. And he goes, Phil? Phil Carr? Bam! Just right cross and lays him <laughs> out on the sidewalk. <laughs> And then he stops before he walks off the curb. Somebody else steps into the puddle and he smiles and like skips Finally over it. Just goes it. skipping <laughs> down the street. Everything's coming up, Phil. Uh, now he's at the diner again, just pigging out, eating fucking everything. He's got like bacon and pastries and everything bad. He's chugging coffee straight out of the urn. Yeah. And Andy McDowell's like, have you ever heard of cholesterol? Like what's, what's going on? He's even smoking. He's like, uh, I don't worry about anything. I don't even have to floss. <laughs> she calls him <laughs> self-centered and egocentric and walks off. And then he goes up and he sees this hot lady at the diner and he starts talking to her, you know, gets her name. Like, what did you go to high school? Who was your eighth grade? 12th, te- 12th grade English teacher. Yeah. Miss get- Walsh. Which your like, initial reaction is this tomorrow, this guy is going to probably try to sell her some life insurance. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah, right. Uh, Now he just gets stuff, and she's like, "Why? What's this all about?" And he just like walks off. But next day, he finds her at the knob. In God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, finds her at the knob. Nobblers, nobblers, Nancy. Gobblers, knob. Gobblers, knob. That's it. Nobblers. Maybe, maybe she nobblers gob. Nobblers gob. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a Wonka treat. The old nobblers <laughs> the old gob. Nobblers gob. Everlasting gobbler knob. I don't know. Um, yeah, he finds her at the at the knob and he's like, Nancy, don't you remember from Lincoln High School? I sat right next to you in so-and-so's English class. I asked you to prom, but you told me to get lost or whatever. Anyway, I've got to go do this news report because, you know, I'm a big TV guy now. Wait right here. Right here. Don't go anywhere. Um, and one thing I, have, I guess I haven't mentioned yet is every time we get to the knob... For this groundhog scene, we hear the the Pennsylvania polka song. Yeah, and I think we might hear that just as much, if not more, than "I Got You, Babe." The it, Pennsylvania polka, just that part of it, but you hear that a whole lot in this movie, also. Um, she totally falls for it, and cut to them making out, and he keeps saying Rita. She's like, "Did you say Rita? No, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Let's keep making out." Oh, Rita. Okay, what? Uh, he still talks his way past it, and they totally do it. Yeah, no, he uh, he, he even says he like let's get married to her. Yeah. He said, yeah, let's get like, married, no, and she's you. like, "All right, fine." This might seem sudden, but I want to marry you. She's like, "Oh, well, I'll fuck you then." Yeah, <laughs> she, she, like, she accuses him. Was like, "Is this just know. a hookup or one night stand?" 
<laughs> yeah, no, I totally want to marry you. Oh, okay, cool. We can totally have sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Is that like, is that a yes? Or like, I don't know. She went she's for She's an attractive young woman. I don't know yeah. why she would marry a guy that she met on the first day. I well, mean, they went to high school together. Well, so I mean, okay. to have sex, but don't need to get married about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ain't got to get married. <laughs> We're just trying to get a little glumph here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little glump. Glump. Um, so now, now he's sitting there. Or sitting on like a park bench, right? He's calling stuff. Okay, now bird chirps. Now a dog barks. Now someone's, you know, counting all this out. And there's some guys bringing the bags of money out of a bank, you know, armored truck kind of thing. Uh, a lady, what, like rollerblades? Is she on skates or something? She comes up and she's trying to get a roll of quarters from one of the guys. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't notice she was on skates, but yeah, she wanted to get some. But she's like trying to get a roll of quarters. quarters. And so while he turns to talk to her, you know, he's counting down. 10, 9, 8, car, 6, 5. He's got this whole rhythm figured out, and he walks up to 1. And just then the guy, the, the guard bends down. He grabs one of the bags of money and yeah, walks off. Yeah, they drop the quarters, so then they're all bending down to pick the quarters up, and he just grabs the bag. Grabs the bag, and then the, did I bring out two bags or one? Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And he just made off. And so now he shows up at the theater dressed up as like Eastwood from Good, the Bad, and the Ugly previous episode. Uh, Nancy shows up and like the maid get up. She's like, I thought this was a costume party. Like, no, I just really love this movie. You know, yeah, he says he's seen it over a hundred times. I've seen it over a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. um, all just to go to the movies. So the next day he's talking to Rita to get information from her. You know, he's going to try to pull the same move that he pulled with Nancy because he's bored with her already. I don't know how many times he's banged her. Um, <laughs> hundreds, apparently. Yeah, I mean, that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. Does it get old? <laughs> I mean, maybe got her in that maid's outfit for it's like an old hours. married couple by then. It probably just gets old putting the effort in. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like ah, God, you know, just be nice. But like, hey, let's do this. Yeah, I, I I know this is new to you, but it is old news to me. Can we just do <laughs> just this? this? Let's out. just get this over with. Yeah, I have a bag of money. <laughs> Would you like it? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so then, you know, she goes off about her likes and dislikes and all of the things she wants. She has like a five minute monologue about what she wants in a man. It is very specific. It's very extensive. And extensive. Uh, I pretty much, I mean, I, I'm pretty much a perfect man. It turns out. (laughs) I mean, I checked every box. (laughs) Checked it and saw them all blank still. (laughs) So he sabotaged the van. He just pulls a distributor cap out of the van. Which you'd think they would notice. Right. <laughs> no, Larry's still trying to fix the van. Larry must be a dipshit. Because he'd be, <laughs> well, obviously, the distributor cap is missing. The giant thing that looks like the Sentinels from Matrix? Yeah, that's gone. <laughs> yeah. What's the Matrix? Don't worry, you'll Where's find the, out. You'll find out. Where do all the spark plugs go? <laughs> Where'd the distributor cap go? I feel like there's a very <laughs> upfront, obvious part of an engine missing here. Yeah. Of course, they don't even have distributors anymore. So, But oh, this was early This 90s, was the so. 90s, yeah. And if Larry's the type of guy that thinks he can actually get in there and fix a van, he would at least know what the fucking distributor cap is. Yeah, you would like. think. <laughs> it was, I, I popped the hood. There's not a big switch that says on and off, so it, I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, gee, I'm really, uh, really out was, of uh, here, bud. That's the big man move in the 90s was... I, I can fix everything. And they just stand there looking at it. Yep, well, what's going on with it? Well, I don't know. It could be the fuel pump, maybe. Uh, <laughs> starting it. The alternator. might be gummed up. Yeah, alternator could be bad, too. It could be anything, really. Huh. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Never know with these foreign cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so he offers to buy Rita a drink, and he he gets a Jim Beam, just a Jim Beam on the rocks. Classy it's water. Oh yeah, because he like sized it all up. Like to fair the bartender, he's like Jim Beam, like and he points up to this height, yeah. and then he's like ice water. and water. water. <laughs> <laughs> Which if you could see me doing it, there's a lot of Jim Beam, a little bit of ice, and not a whole lot of water. Which is the way to do it, right? Uh, and then she gets what vermouth with a twist, sweet and vermouth something. on the rocks with a twist, which sounds horrendous. Sounds disgusting. I don't know that I've ever had. I always buy dry vermouth and I make martinis with it. So right. I don't know that yeah, I've had sweet vermouth. You don't, I don't think you would just you make that the entire drink. Yeah, with a little, that's kind of one. I, I should have got some sweet vermouth for this, and we could have. Yeah, we could have tried it. I, I, I am a failure as a recording host. Fuck. My bad. God everybody. Damn. Also, didn't start watching this again until like ten o'clock last night. Oh, so it's too so late because too Texas late to doesn't believe store. in late purchases of alcohol, right? Or Sunday because you know, know re- separation of church and state. So let's go ahead and keep that law in place. Is vermouth uh, liquor store only because it's a wine. It's a wine, yeah. Uh, so you yeah, can buy it. And the, 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 the alcohol down percentage is low. Pause the program. I'm no going shit. to the HEB. Let's go. <laughs> okay, and we're back. We got sweet vermouth. On the- <laughs> no, we don't. I'm lying to you. Um, so then cut to the next time he comes in, goes all, you know, through the same motions as they're sitting at this bar, but then he goes, uh, y'all have sweet vermouth on, you know, on the rocks with the twist. The twist. Like, That's my favorite drink. And he's like, mine too. It reminds me of the mountains, uh, in the spring Sunlight in the Rome or something. She goes, oh, what should we cheers to? I don't know. To the groundhogs. She goes, oh, I was cheating. Cheers to world peace. And does not click drinks with them. Yeah. So then the next day, orders the drinks and mountains of Rome. I do like how when he takes a drink of it, he's, his face is like, oh my he's God, like, yeah. <laughs> this is horrible. So then he gets the right cheers, and then we go to a little candy shop, and he's like, you want some white chocolate? And she's like, oh my God, fuck no. He goes, okay, no white chocolate, got it. So like we're slowly seeing, each time it's a new scene, it's another day. You know, He's making a little bit farther in the date, a little bit farther. Um, slowly finding out things. And this is like... The ultimate long game grift here. He's everything he's doing is disingenuous and fake and and manipulative and horrible. Um, and I thought it was cute. I was like, oh, he really wants to get to know her. But in hindsight, now in hindsight, it's like, oh, this this is really bad. Yeah, it's creepy. Like, this is, you know what? Now this seems a little fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they build a snowman. I'm getting a snowball fight with kids. Almost kiss, but she doesn't guy, kiss him. Yet. This guy's worse than Peter Venkman. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's not carrying around 30 cc's of fucking Thorazine. <laughs> fucking Bill Cosby. Jesus Christ. Better than Bruce Willis, too. He's probably like, God damn it. I got to be stuck in a repeat on the day that I forgot the Thorazine. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, they end up dancing in a gazebo to. Ray Charles versions of You Don't Know Me. Just wanted to point out what a, what a fucking gorgeous song that is. I love it. Uh, I first knew that. I don't know if Willie wrote it or he just did a version of it. It might be an old jazz standard that Willie just did a version of, but yeah, the Ray yeah. Charles version I do is love when, fucking fantastic. Willie and Ray Charles were friends. They're always singing each other's songs yeah, and stuff. Right. And, they're, and they're both great versions. Like, like Yeah. It, Either way, I think so. Ray Ray usually like jazzed it up a bit more because yeah. he had a more extensive vocabulary of chords. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Willie knew his strength, and man, he's played played heavily on that for sixty years, and well, fucking awesome. I mean, yeah. it's been, it's yeah, been no, great. He's definitely not a tax accountant. He had to yeah. rely on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's not selling insurance. He doesn't have the knob for it. So he gets her back to his room. And they're kissing, but she stops. She's like, this is going a little fast. 
He's like, no, 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 no. This isn't going fast at all. I've loved you no, forever. And this is whatever. It's like, nah, no, no, I'm not feeling this. Nah, just stay. Come on, please. I'm like, Bill, this is, this is a whole lot of no's, bud. Like she has said no at least 10 times. <laughs> no means no. That's a lot of no's. And finally he's, she says something about not liking fudge. And she's like, okay, no white okay, chocolate, no fudge. No fudge. Goes, what? Wait, are you making a list? Okay, now the drink thing seems fucked up. <laughs> all right, this is all <laughs> fucked up. Slaps him and leaves, which, you know, he got off pretty easy, bud. Uh, next time we cut back to the snowman, and now he's laying it on really thick. Like, the kids come up with the snowball. They're like, oh, my God, I, I wish these were our kids. And Yeah, like, he's I going, want so many kids. Are any of you up for adoption? Ha, ha, ha. She's like, just over the top. Complete creep. madness, yeah. yeah. It, like, I'm cringing. <laughs> I've seen yeah. this movie, but I'm like, oh, God, that's painful. That's yeah. Oh, good. Ugh. Um, and then we get a montage of slaps, like slap at the snowman, slap at the candy shop, slap at the bar, slap. It had to be so fun to film. Like I just get a slap <laughs> Bill Murray right over and over and over. Awesome. It'd be just like first blood again was, and again. again. <laughs> yeah, we go again. to the first time. And, and, and people don't know this, but that wasn't originally written into the movie. After Bill Murray was being an asshole for months at a time, Andy, Andy McDowell, McDowell made the suggestion that we do that this be in a montage nice. of slaps. Yeah. You know what? I like it. And that's why Bill Murray didn't talk to Held Ramis for Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the Rambo scene where they keep hitting him. <laughs> yeah, he's like, why do I have to be tied Again. up in a prison? Again. 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 <laughs> Stallone's like, I told you, man, it's no good. You got to say no to that shit. <laughs> I did uncredited rewrites. <laughs> so, um, now, speaking of so the montage of slaps and all that, now, for filming a movie like this, of the repetitive nature and being in the same places over and over, but slightly different each time and all that. I mean, I assume the storyboard planning process was extensive before they ever started filming anything. So do you think when they set up like, okay, now we're doing all the snow, like they would say there are five snowman snowball fight scenes. So we're going to film them all. So the first one is where you get along and you make out. The second one is where you act crazy about kids and she slaps you. The third one is whatever. And they just filmed all the specific ones. Like, okay, now you're at the bar ordering the drinks. We film all those. And I would imagine that would be the most logical way. Yeah. It would make for continuity's sake. Like you'd have the same clothing, the background would all be set up the same and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be probably uh, just, the planning that would have to go into keeping a movie like this cohesive. Organized. Yeah. And actually the acting like on Bill Murray's part, because everybody else just gets to play it. The same. Know, the, the oh, well, same. So you got to react. Right. But, but him, yeah. like, because you can see like his, how his mannerisms and his face, especially when he starts, like, he goes from like, okay, I'm going to try to sleep with everybody. I'm going to try to do this, that. And then he gets into like the depression stage where his, you yeah. know, his whole demeanor yeah. and everything <sighs> is different through it. Yeah. And apparently like Ramus would try to like, okay, this is the take where we're going to be like, and he would just go, yeah, shh, shh, shh. Good Bill or Evil Bill? Yeah. That was yeah. all, that, that's all he wanted <laughs> for direction each time he filmed. Um, so now now he's officially fucking sick of this. And he's giving I'm like So he's just hanging out at the B&B, never even leaves. He's sitting there eating this massive bowl of popcorn all by himself with, the, with all the older uh, guests, I guess, watching Jeopardy. Answering every question right now. Maybe I, I just like popcorn, but I'm like, I would have got a bigger bowl. Yeah. yeah. I will eat some popcorn. That, that would be over before the opening credits yeah. are over. I'm just saying. Um, and they're like applauding him because he's just so good at Jeopardy. Knows all the answers. Um, and now, you know, he's starting to be really pissy during his pre-show a little bit. Starts smashing the alarm. 
there's one where he like throws it on the floor and it's laying in pieces. Still going. Still going. Still going. For this, like he actually threw it down, but it didn't break enough. So they hit it with a hammer to make it look more busted open. And it actually was still playing. <laughs> so. I mean, as long as the wiring stays together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they thought it was funny and like, yep, keep it. They just, they built things different in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, they built them on rock and roll. They did. They didn't. They don't make no more Jefferson Air, Air Starships. Thank God. It's <laughs> funny. Yeah, Jefferson Airplane, then Jefferson Starship, and then just Starship. Each time they changed names, they just got worse. It's the same. Worse, it's the same group. Same group. And they oh, just shit. got worse yeah. every time. God yeah. damn it! <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. So next broadcast, he says he's some kind of madman. He can see the future. He's got to be stopped. And he, they're loading the groundhog in his cage into the. The cab of a pickup a truck. A real nice C10, Chevy C10. I wish I had a whole pickup <laughs> And like uh, that. they just like put the fucking groundhog in there and shut the door and then walk off. Like, you, if this is so prized for your entire town, well, you're just going to. I don't think they just walked off because he was on the passenger side. Apparently, the groundhog well, yeah, wrangler, but they were. Yeah, and he's he, going to walk he, around. He but. wasn't just walking around. Like, he turned and, and was talking. I thought they were walking off to do something. I was like, you, that's it. You just put him in like a little fucking. We had a kennel like that for our little dog Goober. Like it was this tiny little cage, and you just throw it in, shut the door, walk, and then That's Bill it. Murray just strolls right up and steals the pickup truck. And like, hey, yeah, I didn't think it, I, the one thing that I did think was weird is how like that's an old pickup. The fact that it's not like you can jump in, start it. And get it in gear and drive off in time that that guy couldn't get around to the passenger side. Yeah, yeah, Pull yeah, the yeah. door open and pull you out. And yeah. Because he was just on the passenger side. Like, he was still talking to the mayor or whatever, you know, so. Or open the door back up as soon as the weirdo well, yeah, jumps in and grab the Well, yeah, it's not just got power locks. Hog. As soon as you, like, you know, your modern no, cars, you turn the car on. did not have power no, locks. No, <laughs> it didn't have yeah. power anything. No. Except in the engines, you know. Yeah. Had some real. It had, had some that power. power. It had some galumph under that hood. 350 small block. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I bet if you opened it up, that's got a distributor cap in there. Yeah, probably. Well, Alternator too, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. That's uh that engine there. It's got all its parts. I can tell that right now. <laughs> <laughs> so so then you know he's being chased and he's leading him out of town and he's got the groundhog, you know, on the steering wheel, just letting it steer, and it's like <laughs> he's giving it he's giving struggling it struggling to even I think it's just trying to keep itself upright on a turning wheel so it in effect is turning I guess it's and not- I, this is really the only scene that he's with the groundhog yes and apparently the groundhog bit him twice mm-hmm. so severely that yeah, he had yeah, to get, get rabies, rabies shots he got rabies yeah. shots and uh well because at the point you know the the famous line of don't drive angry don't drive angry was the groundhog wasn't it was like pissed off and trying to get away. It was like he was trying to climb yeah. over the steering wheel and get the fuck away from him. And that's probably when, you know, the, the biting was occurring. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure yeah. he's trying to keep a groundhog on the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it ends at, like, the rock quarry. And they're, like, they're sitting at the exit or, and you know, the, the gate, whatever. And, like, okay, we got him. There's no way out but through us. And all of a sudden the truck comes back towards him like he's going to play chicken with him. But he veers off the uh, cliff. And the mayor's the- like, Aim high. I don't want to hit the groundhog. Yeah, because no, the, the cop pulls the gun out, you know, yeah. and it's like, yeah. well, I mean, I guess policing has changed because now they don't give a fuck. They'll shoot you and your animal. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, that's their animal. Yeah, it is their animal. That's the town animal. That's the town yeah. animal. Also, if you read much news, 
like the canine police aren't that great at keeping their animals alive. No. <laughs> like how many stories you read? They're like, oh, I went in here for a Slurpee and forgot to roll the window down for the dog, for and the, the dog. dog dies in the fucking car. Jesus. <laughs> they built yeah. a bridge there, called it Puxatawney Field Bridge. You know, Corey? because yeah, because Back to the Future reference. Oh, <laughs> probably could have used a little more setup. Car goes into a quarry. <laughs> a lot more setup than we need. Well, uh, Back to the Future Three. It was it a was ravine, a carriage. Yeah, it was a. Well, this because they English has developed a lot since. Big so, difference. I if think, it was a Back to the Future One reference, I probably would have got it. I think I've only seen Back to the Future Three one time. That's so. That's enough. That's. <laughs> I think that's probably why I haven't seen it again. Oh, okay. You need um, to pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he races off down into the you know. I, I say off a cliff. It's not like a cliff. It's just the edge of the hole where they're See, digging out the quarry. rock. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it wrecks. And Larry's like, well, you know, he, he might still be okay. And then explosion. <laughs> and then it explodes. Like, <laughs> probably and not. He was probably definitely not, not okay. Probably not, <laughs> yeah, not. probably not now. And still wakes up the next day. And then he's like, oh, I, I can't even die. Goes downstairs. And she's trying to ask, you know, the same old, did you sleep okay? He just unplugs the toaster and takes it back upstairs we see him plug it in and climb into the tub, and then we cut down to the lady, and all of a sudden the whole building goes dark, all yeah. the power goes out. Um, then he steps in front of a truck, jumps off the bell tower. Um, Larry and Rita at one point even have to go identify the body. Like we get Now we get a death montage of all the times he's trying to kill himself. Yep. Yeah. Next. But what a great way to do some scientific research about like the most painful and the most painless ways to die. Yeah. He should write a book. Yeah. He should, Yeah. <laughs> Well, nobody believed it. Like, so then I stepped in front of a truck and... Don't well, do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I was alive the rest of the day. <laughs> Barely. It sucked. It's, yeah. It sucked. <laughs> now, what you want to do is have a groundhog drive a truck into a quarry yeah. and explode. That one was pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he felt like that dude from uh, that Brandon movie. <laughs> the bad Superman. And his jock comes out. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brightburn. I haven't seen that so, movie. Why you always call it the yeah. Brandon movie? <laughs> and, and you, this is like the third or fourth reference yeah. you've made to the movie. At least start remembering the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Brightburn. 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 Yeah, he picks up the truck with his uncle in it and flies way up in there and then drops it nose first. And when the front end of the truck hits the street, you get to see his uncle's face hit the da- or the steering wheel and it just snaps his whole jaw off. Ugh. It's, it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Sounds like a fucked up movie. It's a very. It fucked is. Up it's movie. a great movie though. I imagine that my book. If I was like that, like okay. So, but if you want to know the best way to die, you're gonna need a bag of money. You're gonna need a lot of cocaine <laughs> and a lot of Viagra. Okay. So now <laughs> right here. Gonna... <laughs> now, Rob, when you get in about the third or fourth girl, your heart's gonna start feeling real weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's normal. Yeah. Don't out. stop. It is possible. The magic is about to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Um. All right. So now, then he's back at the diner trying to convince Rita again. He keeps trying this. He's like, "I am a god. You are not god. No, I'm not the god, but I am a god. Uh, I I can't die. I keep waking up at the same place. Here, let me prove it to you." And he goes around. This is so and so, and she moved here to blah blah blah. But now she does this. Oh, he's right. And this is so and so graduated. Blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do I know you? And you're just going around doing everything. Oh, yeah. In about 10 seconds, uh, Busboy's going to drop a tray of dishes. And that happens. Like, now Larry's going to come in here. He's going to try to take you away from me, but you can't do it. And he writes down exactly what exactly he's going to say. say. So Larry walks in. He's like, we better leave now if you want to stay ahead of the weather. And she looks down, and that's exactly what was written on the piece of paper. 
And so she decides to stay with him. She goes for it. Um, and so she's, they're sitting in the bed, like throwing cards into a hat or trying to, and she's bad at it and, you know, having a good time. He's, no, you got to flick the wrist more and he's helping her out. Yeah. And then it turns midnight. She's like, but you're still here. And he goes, I never said it was midnight. It's always 6 a.m. 6 a.m. And so she's like, this was all a ploy to get me to stay in your room. He's like, well, you know, yeah, maybe. But if you want to know what else I've done in the past thousand days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Um, at least you haven't fallen asleep, so I can't Bruce Willis kiss you yet. Yeah. So that, <laughs> We're getting there. Though. <laughs> yeah. shh, 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 shh. Have another drink. Why? What's it? Don't no, shh, shh, shh. It's sweet vermouth, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> so then she does kind of do it. He's like, the worst part is you'll wake up tomorrow and not remember any of this. And uh, she does finally pass out around three. And he's like, it's okay. It's okay. I, I, I promise I won't touch you much. I was like, dude, oh my God. <laughs> He does behave himself. I think he might like I give mean, her. It a kinda, it's not like it stays with him for the rest. Right. Of the yeah. Yeah. Not, I think he, like, he might us. kiss her on the forehead and like kind of brush her hair or something. Like I don't does the old hair behind the ear trick, right? Um, but yeah, he's not like being pervy with her as she sleeps. So that's something that, that they that, what show a us. Creepy fucking line. A, you mean the whole I won't thing's touch creepy. You. Well, not I mean, it's kind of like isn't that always a joke? Like you sit here, I won't bite too hard you know or whatever. Yeah. You're like, oh, please don't bite me yeah. <laughs> uh, i don't know i think that's a little different yeah, and there is you're bed. laying in bed with someone falling asleep, falling asleep slowly and like i won't touch you much. I mean, that's oh. what manny always does me he's like oh sit down here but i won't bite but he's always like patting his lap when he says it mm-hmm. and then i sit on his lap get on with it and he does bite <laughs> take a little stroll yeah. down it's here it's more of a nibble why don't we pretend we're in Punxsutawney and you can gobble my nub? Mm-hmm. Ray, what's that other word? Galump. 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 <laughs> You're good with words, bud. And movie titles. What movie are we talking about? Groundhog Day, okay. sir. Got that one. So, <laughs> now when she passes out, he confesses his feelings, right? How the first time I saw you standing in front of a blue screen as a disembodied floating head, I thought, holy shit, this is some magic shit. It's like the ending of Mega Man X when Sigma becomes just this floating oh, head. Oh, just a floating shoot. head? Yeah. <laughs> I immediately thought of Super Nintendo, and it was awesome. Um, and I don't deserve someone who could just be a disembodied float. And then I found out that you actually did have a body, and you are just wearing a blue dress in front of a blue screen. And uh, Well, Which, that ruined the that magic, but I'm movie. still here for it. You know, I'm still here for it. At that part of the movie, he did not seem that impressed with the floating head. He's <laughs> no. like, this woman is not smart. Like, no. <laughs> no, he's actually being very sweet. Like, right. I... I knew that you were a good person and you have proven to like, I, I know that I don't deserve someone like you, but I gosh, I would love to be the type of person that deserves somebody like you. Um, and then 6am I got you, babe. And he's fuck. You and I have man. to think that even at this point in the movie, he's not even halfway through the days. No, probably not. Yeah. No, because probably like not, at this no. point he's like, he starts making a conscious effort to be, he hasn't to be a, good person. a good person. Yeah. He hasn't started learning any of the trades yeah. yet or any of the things. So he's like, pretty pissed off like really thought i was making some progress but now now it's all gone you know and i mean good on him for sticking with it for either eight ten or a thousand years <laughs> but man i wouldn't have that I'd be like what's the fucking point what what is the point because like i'm gonna ha- i only have one day to put all the work in and then it's a re- no whatever it's good or bad fucking erase the next day god man i'll tell you what he's gonna be a powerhouse when it gets to the friggin tournament of champions because <laughs> yeah. this guy, he's yeah. gonna get freaking defeated 
a million times. That's, you, but yeah. at the, at every well, day, no, he's like, okay, we go the multiverse this thing because, you know, Hulk will smash him. And he'll wake up the next day, but that Hulk just keeps going on as the victor in yeah. that timeline. So, yeah, we'll see. But I yeah, mean, we'll like have said, to it's see a, how it, how it plays. I mean, out. eventually, I'm assuming he could beat anybody, just well, with enough days. But I it, agree. Yeah, everybody everybody does the same day over, so it's not like he can outlive them because they don't. Right. They're oh, no, I don't. God, that's a mind fuck. Hey, we need to yellow. call Harold Ramis. Oh, wait, you got his I'm number? Get, I'm getting I'm getting I'm getting a note from our producer. He's de- when did that? What? In this universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we can't ask Carol Dreamus unless somebody has a Ouija board. R.I.P. Let's take a minute. All right. So this next morning, he's extra chipper. He shows up at the knob. He's got coffee. Uh, he's all helpful to Larry, giving him pastries. Uh, carrying his gear. Gary, yeah. Carrying the cam- camera gear, or maybe not the camera itself, but at least getting the bag of stuff. No, he took, the, no, he took the camera. He's like, let me get yeah. the heavy stuff. The, yeah. He's got coffee, he's got pastries, he's got a camera in his hand, and he's got a gear yeah. bag. He's like, yeah, man, here, let's do all this. This is going great. And he goes <laughs> to this lady's house who's offering piano lessons. I'd like to start. She's, well, like, I'm, I'm, I'm with a student right now, but maybe I could, I I could get you in tomorrow. I have $1,000. <laughs> Cut to this little girl being pushed out of the front <laughs> door. <laughs> and it's pretty funny. And then he also is a little working on eye sculpting and, uh, you know, self-improvement. He's not, he's not actively hitting on anybody. He's not stealing money. He's not He's just like helping, as you find out later. He's just figuring out everything Slow, going on in town and yeah, fixing everything. Slowly getting yeah. his routine of how to go about saving everybody and, you know, working on learning skills and, and being a better person. Um, and then what we run across Ned again, and he actually like hits on him a bit. Oh, this is a great. It's like how he gets rid of him. Like he's still not dealing with Ned at all. No, 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 no. But oh this, no, it's like <laughs> Phil, Phil <laughs> Connor, whatever. Yeah. He's like Ned, and he just gives it. He's like, I've missed you so much. Gives him a long hug. Like, yeah, I don't know where back, you're going. Then you brings him back in again for the hug. He's like, I've. I don't what? know what you're doing later today, but I'd love to meet you or something. Yeah, I was like. But, <laughs> And Ned's like, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't try to sell insurance Run, or nothing. Runs him off. And then every insurance man in America is like, yep. We've all been there. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> um, take- They're all just like, this is a striking betrayal of how we really are. Yeah. Not betrayal, but portrayal, portrayal of what we actually are. Because um, there's, there's always a homeless man he walks by right before Ned finds him, right at Ned's yeah. corner. And so this time he sees him later in the day and he's like, collapsing in an alley so he takes him to the hospital and he the nurse comes out and is like well he, he passed why natural he's causes old. he's old natural causes like people die no I need to see his chart <laughs> dude, and he just storms- this dude is old and lives in the street in Pennsylvania he's it's winter <laughs> dude, there's a blizzard exactly. piece it together but this isn't yeah. exactly a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle you can figure <laughs> this out pretty why? easy why crippling heroin addiction friend yeah. <laughs> like what <laughs> Uh, malnourishment and freezing to death. How do you not understand this? But he's like, I need to see the chart. It's going to say old homeless dude living outside in the winter. I- His old heart could no longer support the giant hog that he had. <laughs> <laughs> he got an erection and lost too much blood. <laughs> not enough blood to his head. Um, so then, yeah. So now he's... Uh, Growing, I guess, growing up even more as a person, and his next morning broadcast is super poetic, and like everybody, even the mayor, they're all standing around listening, like hanging on every word. I love how during that scene, like soliloquy of, oh, sorry, yeah, no, <laughs> he's Channel Nine, 
But the other news stations, like a Channel 3 news station mic in his face, and like a chan- like yeah. all the other news stations are like, you know, fuck it, we can't do this. And they just have their their mics up to his face so that he's like broadcasting for to, all the news every, stations. Yeah, because he's just so damn good, whatever whatever he's saying. I don't remember. I didn't write That's it. Not, it yeah, George yeah. Bernard Shaw, blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Talk about how nothing could be better than a winner with these fine folks of Puxatawney. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, then... Uh, Rita wants to talk. Like, let's get coffee and talk. I've never seen this side of you. He's like, no, I got, I, I got to go. I got stuff I got to do. I got some errands to. Yeah. To so run. he goes around saving people. He like times it so he catches a kid falling from a tree. He's like, hey, thank you, thank you. You know, you never thank me. <sighs> See you tomorrow. And he walks off like maybe. holding, it, holding his yeah. back. Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> walks off holding his back because he just caught a. Like a teenage kid. I mean, that's yeah. that's a hell of a lot for a man in his 40s to catch like, something. Uh, like yeah, 80, I'm 40, 90 pounds. years old, and I'm pretty sure I'd just lay on the sidewalk. <laughs> I'm the same age as Bill Murray <laughs> was during this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. Uh, changes a tire. Like, this lady's got a flat tire, and all of a sudden the car starts shaking. I'm like, it's an earthquake. Oh, he no, must it's be not. from the auto club. He must be from the auto club. He's like, don't worry, ladies. I had the jack. I had the tire. Just, <laughs> just be a few minutes. All right. Just happen to have the exact same wheel that you yeah. guys in size tire <laughs> yeah. that you guys need on your car. Yep. Just happen to have it. Um, Gives his own brother the Heimlich. Gives Brian Doyle Murray the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> hey, if you're going to eat the steak, you better get sharper teeth. Huh? <laughs> All right, okay. And walks by and lights a lady's cigarette on his way out just randomly. And just, it just seems it. so odd, though, when I see like pl- people smoking inside restaurants. Yeah. Right? Like, every time I see them, I'm like, God, that used to happen all the time. That, that was normal. Yeah, there there was the whole George Carlin bit about the smoking section in a restaurant. It's like the pissing section in a pool. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, that exactly. used to be a thing you could do comedy bits about. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, 90s well the bar that i go to every once in a while it's it still they you could smoke in there and they have food but it's it's like a nasty old you yeah, know it, it, some places get to be grandfathered and don't have to outlaw smoke yeah everywhere else i think in town you or some smoke. places just don't give a fuck yeah some places don't and i'm i'm with that you know if you want to have people smoke in your establishment, fine and you understand that there are a lot of people that will not come because they don't want to be around smoking but fine. then you get a lot of people that are like i can smoke in there fuck yeah right you know, so you you just got to choose your clientele but I think and that, it's up I to think, the person to go or not. You about need. I think if you're working that place and you you about need to pay them hazard pay or something like that. Yeah, if, as a so. wait staff, you know, it ain't True. like you're getting overpaid much, and then you got you're getting issues. collateral lung yeah. cancer. So I could see something like that. But anyway, so then now we cut to uh, there's a like whatever the local bar is. There's a party. I guess the groundhog probably dinner. the knob. <laughs> the groundhog dinner is going on, but it's like it's not in the bar proper. Like the bar is just outside of the gymnasium or whatever they have the fucking party in, yeah or right? the german hall or something yeah, yeah some yeah. some little place uh or like the local theater i guess vfw um, huh be like a vfw or something essentially yeah well so wasn't you, there like i mean i know in beloit i've been to the whatever bavarian like the or whatever or like but yes had like a dance hall outside of like where oh there. boho bohemian hall the bohemian hall yeah and like i know there's all kinds of dance halls around and, and here so and stuff, yeah you so. have the the stage and the dance hall and all that but then you have to like go out front to the bar area where also the bathrooms were and stuff so it's right. like the door separation yeah it's essentially that so larry's trying to hit on nancy remember nancy who uh got boned by bill murray a bunch at the beginning of this um and it's just she is not going for it at all because he's i mean he's chris elliott come on yeah <laughs> He's yeah. trying to yeah. Yeah. He's so creepy, too. And yeah, she's he's like, super creepy. I think that I'm just going to go back to the party. He's like, yeah, 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 let me just leave a tip. And he I throws just, a bunch of cash you know, There's down. so much more into just pointing a camera. He's like trying to talk yeah. about how he's more of the camera. Like, Would you like to see the van? <laughs> oh, oh like, yeah, you want to see the inside uh, of my van? No. <laughs> no. I got yeah. puppies in there. <laughs> yeah, free candy. 
I got uh, a cooler too. This is this was fucked though. He was like, "Yeah, let me just leave a tip and we'll go back into the party." <laughs> and he throws a bunch of cash down and she $2. stands up and turns, he picks it back up and puts it in his pocket. You fuck. God, like dude. just because the girl ain't gonna fuck you in a van doesn't mean the bartender doesn't deserve a tip for making your drink. Oh, he's you just asshole. trying to impress her, you know? Yeah, like, it's yeah. Uh, some money such down. a dick move. I was like, yeah, good for you. You don't get laid, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now Rita comes in and you know finds Larry at the bar area. She's like, should should we invite Phil? And Nancy's like, Phil, Kyle, he's he's already in there. And they open the door, and there's Phil up there playing some old boogie woogie nineties oh, music with the jazz band. With yeah. yeah, yeah, got his and friggin' got his sunglasses Wayfarers on. Yeah, and, <laughs> and uh, he sees Rita and cuts like puts his hand up and cues the whole band to stop perfectly and everything. And then he starts yeah, playing a band some, he's never played with. Well, yeah, they have never played with him at least. Before. Yeah, they've never, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now he cuts to some light jazz. And get them juices flowing. Let's get to the, oh man, mm, it's a great because yeah. it starts slow. Like, who is it? A love song, and then mm-hmm. it's, everybody kind of jumps in, and now we're we're going. We and got then, some, now we're, we're cooking going, again. Some sweet love making uh, jazz. Man, I, they get show the, the, they show the guitar player, and we need to talk about this guy for a minute. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna take <laughs> a picture of him. Guitar player, holy shit! Uh, bigger fella. Not that there's anything wrong being a bigger fella, but he's got like a a mullet. With a side shave almost, but the mullet is in a ponytail because this is a classy place. Right, right, right. A Ron Jeremy porn stash. Like, it was the 90s. What kind of shitty jacket with fucking shoulder pads? Like Brian Dennehy shoulder pads. And I, this dude looks every bad decision you could make <laughs> to dress up and go out in public. He made all of them. That right seems down like a to whole, the- that seems like a whole lot of words to say fucking legend. <laughs> There you go. There you go. It looks like shit. So also, hey, that's not an upright bass, but uh, the sound on screen, yes. But that's not an upright. Oh bass yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the actual recording, yeah. Uh, double bass, please. Upright's a piano, bud. <laughs> Does I, it look like I care? <laughs> okay, so I am the only one here that's not a musician. And when 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 you're like, hey, I got to talk about this this guitar. So I'm like, okay, yeah, he's fucking something up on that guitar, and he's like. This dude looks like a douchebag. <laughs> I'm like, huh, not what I saw coming. <laughs> well, he wasn't actually playing anything we were hearing anyway, so it doesn't matter. No. Uh, it is funny that, yeah, he starts off with this nice, light jazz tune, and then when the guitar kicks in, it's like this overdrive, like, squealing guitar stuff like that. That doesn't fit at all, bud. That does sound like what a guy that looks like that would play. Yeah, no. <laughs> Boats and hoes. <laughs> Boats and hoes. <laughs> Have you seen that mustache? Dude, it's all about boats and hose. Um, so he finally gets down and he's dancing with Rita. And uh, the whole town's coming up to thank him. You know, thanks for saving my husband's life. And thanks for doing this. And you fixed my husband's knee and did something for this kid. And it's like, I don't know what's all going on. All in a on. day's time. Yeah. And uh, he's like, got these inside jokes. Like, How do you know everybody so much? You only come here once a year, right? Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and she's getting pretty suspicious. Um, so he's about to try to explain to her when it's suddenly time for a bachelor auction. And it's weird. Cause then we cut up and Brian Doyle Murray's up on the stage and the whole band is gone. 
It's an empty stage. Right. They cleared out. They cleared out quick. Yeah. They took that's down. The quickest, uh, quickest that's the teardown. quickest teardown I have ever seen from a band. <laughs> this side of the That music stopped two seconds ago, and they are gone. Well, Manny just tweeted. He's like, oh, it was a Friday. Like, the teardown's the worst part or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, yeah, if you were fucking helping instead of taking pictures, <laughs> I'd go faster. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> when the drummer's tearing down, I let them do their thing, man. I just, I carry the shit I in would, their yeah, cases. I, you, it's best to wait for the drummer to be done. You can help carry the stuff to the van once it's tore down, but you don't touch the stuff. You don't touch their yeah. stuff. The, I just there's so much to a drum kit that they have a method and they have a set it's way that so things particular. go in the bag and they have whatever. Just let them do their thing and help them haul it. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> that's all they want. I just know, and I, like I said, not a musician. I'm a lineman. I know that if I'm working and the other guys taking pictures of me work, I'm usually the pictures aren't a happy me. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> uh, so, of course, he gets up. They're like, well, go up there. Go be the first bachelor. And he gets on stage and he's like, all right, well, let's start the bets at $5. And he immediately shoots up 20 30 40 gets up to like 60 bucks when Rita finally goes, $339.88. She holds up her, holds checkbook. Up her checkbook. This is her whole Ooh, fucking savings about, account or checkings account. Talking was about, that the check? Because I was like, yeah. man, that seems like an exact, like That's if that was the cash specific. you had, that was like, you counted that? All that? Yeah. Quick, you're like, oh. or did she, she know just she checked, had 400 and she, she spent just got the ledger and she's like, cents right. on yeah, no, she had to, okay, so she's kept up with to, her checkbook to very specifically date this yeah. movie in the early 90s. She held up her checkbook, um, she's doing book. a great job of keeping up with it, apparently. Yeah, I don't think anybody does. Well, she <laughs> all she does is she has a little bit of sweet vermouth every once in a while, all right? She ain't exactly blacking out on things, you know. I had in elementary school. I had classes where they taught us how to balance a checkbook. Yeah, we we had that. Uh, we high had, school. We had yeah. careers yeah. class with Larry Rufner. There you go, Beloit, Kansans. Larry Junior, Rufner, seventh grade. Larry Rufner. He told the same jokes because we talked like, like my brother went through the class. He was three years ahead of me, right? And be like, oh, did he do the boogie and a Kleenex joke yet, or did he do whatever? Like <laughs> he had the exact same jokes every fucking year. Nice. Um, I wish I could remember more of them. But yeah, Rufner was awesome. We learned how to balance a checkbook, but uh, not anything about, oh, I don't know, taxes or you know stuff that you it's actually need to do. Probably because they in paid life. a dude to do their taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Larry wants to try to show how cool he is, and he gets up on the stage, and the bidding starts at five and immediately drops down. And finally, some old lady's like, two. Bits. I thought that it was like started like a buck twenty five or something. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it started real low. And yeah. then it just drops down to finally two bits. Not even a quarter. She says two bits. Well, That's the guy says twenty five cents. The, it was the, great. The also, does, how, but like, the lady who bids says two bits because she's that old. While Phil Murray bits. is up there, Phil Murray, <laughs> that the guy that that Larry's trying to freaking bed down. Oh, what's her face? Like Nancy. Nancy. Nancy is like bidding in a bidding war for. For Phil. For Phil and Larry's yeah, like, and he's just like, ah, damn it. Let's well, as soon as he said, come see the inside of my van, she was done with Larry. <laughs> well, she was done before that. Yeah, dude. she was yeah, I don't think she was ever. That was it. the nail in the coffin for yeah. sure. Um, all right. So now Ned, uh, it's another day. Who knows how far down? And Ned comes up again and Bill's like, fine, all of it. Every, or no, 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 no. It says they're leaving. That's right. As they're leaving after the auction. Ned stops him outside or out in the like the bar area, and he's like, "Oh my God, thank you so much! You bought everything. This guy got health, fire, dental, yeah, blah blah blah, every single best thing. Best day of my this life. This is the best day of my life. Mine too, Ned. Yeah, this is that's great. Uh, let's go party. Let's celebrate. And Rita's like, "Yeah, let, maybe let's not spoil this." Put a little note on that because we're going to come back to this one on the insurance thing. That's ex- oh. that's expensive. Yeah, 
And so uh, I do like that Rita steps in. She's like, uh, I am flowing right now. Uh, you SFW. need to get out of here. We, Yeah, I am SFW <laughs> for this galumph. I am going to ride. I need to ride Phil. I need to gobble this knob. I need to gobble this knob and ride Phil's Connor. We're going to gobbler's knob. Like Nick closed that down an hour ago. That ain't what I'm talking about. <laughs> what I'm, talking about. I'm right. I'm, what did she say? She did say something like, oh, we should do something or other. She's like, let's not ruin it, Nick. She goes, let's, let's not spoil it. Yeah, let's not spoil it. <laughs> I'm going to build this Murray. Till, till old Ned pulls it out. And she's like, oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll see you later, Phil. Catch <laughs> you in the morning. Here's the checkbook. Here's your $339.88. Yes. Do whatever you want. Holy I'm paying shit. you this money to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen that outside of an airport. <laughs> All right. What airport do you go to? Uh, it looks just like a chocolate bar. <laughs> White Tobler guy. Bone. White Tobler, guy. Tobler Bone. Oh, Stephen Tobolowski. He also has a podcast that's just him telling stories because he's a been bit actor in movies with everybody for every director. I mean, he's worked with fucking everyone. So he has a podcast of just him being like, so then when I worked with so-and-so, it's just, it's like old man at a campfire telling stories kind of stuff. He's just the most wholesome dude ever. I love it. <laughs> Tobolowski rules. So now they're just kind of walking around the town, taking in. And it's weird that Big Blizzard didn't let him leave at the beginning, but now like all the times that are in town at night, it's not snowing at all. When they're out in the evening building snowmen. Maybe it missed Punxsutawney, but it hit, it hit the highway between there between and Pittsburgh. You just got like light flurries in Punxsutawney. Yeah. Maybe, because they're out at night a lot, and there is not... That's like a clear fucking night. It's beautiful. I mean, it's, sure, it's a bit cold, but not even like slight flurries. Yeah, but so on winter this night, night in Pennsylvania. It's all melting when it gets close to... Oh, oh God, yeah. That's Rita, because... she is hot. Hot. I mean, she is hot. Hot for Fanny McDaniel's hot. She is. She's an attractive woman. Yes. Um, and I've got to say, I like the way that, I mean, if you look at, she's 64 years old now. And I think she looks amazing. And amazing, I don't know, maybe she's had work done and stuff, but I like I how she's actually like her hair is, is, gray, is gray. But it's and still she's like, like all big and, flow, it, yeah. and she's like, she's like, listen, I'm a woman, I'm, I'm aging. And this is how aging women look. She's not yeah. trying to fucking be fake and about she, it. She's like, rocking it. I think that's hot. Absolutely you know? rocking it. Yeah. Um, so now, like, they're they're out. I don't know. He gets has like it's not an ice sculpture, but it's like a big chunk of snow that he shapes her face into somehow. It crushes some snow together and, and like puts her. It's like, how did you do that? It's like I have your face completely memorized. I've seen it so many times. It's not creepy I, at all. I just want you to know of your face and it's, it's like, I just started working <laughs> <Whoa>. here, <laughs> dude. We met yesterday, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, and then it starts snowing a little bit, and it's like so storybook. It's the end of every Lifetime Channel fucking movie ever. Even once it takes place in summer, all of a sudden it's snowing as they kiss. <laughs> We're inside. How is this happening? Nuclear winter. Yeah. <laughs> God. It's, it's the future oh, we live in. It makes me think, now I'm thinking of Weird Al again, because he has a song called Christmas at Ground Zero about hiding in your bunker from a nuclear winter. Christmas at Ground Zero, if the radiation level's okay, I'll go out with you and see all the new mutations on New Year's Day. <laughs> That's uh, what The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt's based Beautiful. on. Beautiful. Kind of is. Yeah. yeah. And that movie, what was that fucking shitty Tobey Maguire movie? Well, no, to really oh, no, 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 no. 
Right. Yeah. Right. No, <laughs> it was, it was Fraser, Brandon Fraser, right? Where he was in a bunker forever and he comes out and he's still stuck in like the 50s but oh, it's like oh yeah something. what was that movie? blast from the past maybe uh, or something, maybe like, something that. like that yeah mm. yeah toby mcguire i was thinking it was pleasantville but that had nothing to do with nuclear winter God, there was actually a dude like that from world war ii like a taiwanese soldier that or was, a japanese soldier they didn't was a japanese know, soldier. he was japanese but he was from taiwan oh okay okay, okay. so like and, and he, were, he was stuck on that island had no idea the war was over and yeah happened. and like it and people told him but he wouldn't believe it he thought they were lying to him or whatever and then when he finally did realize it like 20 years later he's up there fighting an imaginary guerrilla war yeah. he also found out that they weren't going to pay his pension because he wasn't native japanese so they're yeah. like, oh man, your wife's remarried, your kids are grown and out of the house, and also get a fucking job. <laughs> He's like, I'm going back to the mountains. He's like, I don't know if you guys have seen First Blood, but uh, I'm about to wage a war on you. <laughs> <laughs> then you are all Brian Dennehy. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> and if that dude has survived that long in the mountains. Yeah, he yeah, he's fucking with that guy. Uh, so anyway, it's a perfect storybook ending of, a, of an evening, right? And then 6 a.m., I got you, babe. God damn it. But the DJ's interrupt. He's like, ah, not this song again. What? I like this song. It's a good song. And Bill Murray's like, wait a minute. And then wait, sexy. All of it, and all then, of it, all, and then a b- arm comes across and lays over him. And it's Andy McDowell snuggles up to him. He's like, why are you here? Well, you said to stay. I said stay and you stay. I can't even get a border collie to stay. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, kind of a fun line, but... Finally, the, the cycle my, is... I've had my dog for years, and it won't stay. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had a dog for years, and I kept trying to get a stay, and it fucking died. So, so Well, I mean, I guess... Yikes. Staying now. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not going anywhere anymore. Too soon? I, I, was, I, was, I was going with... He was so bad at staying, he left... <laughs> shuffled a mortal coil to get away. <laughs> Um, but I like yours better. Yeah, he's. Oh, you're staying now, Goober. <laughs> yeah, he's staying. You are going anywhere, Goober. You little shit. <laughs> oh. Every once in a while, I go poop on that warm piece of carpet just to reminisce. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? You've got. He pooped like <laughs> we got two. He had like, <laughs> we had the two Goober corners. Um, oh. So anyway, he's like, I didn't expect this. She's like, What? What do you mean? What'd you expect? Something different. Good or bad? Well, I mean, I guess anything different is good at this point, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like looks out the window and it's empty. There's no, the streets are empty. There's nobody out there. Snow on the ground. Snow on the and, ground. Oh my God. It's a fucking different day. Oh, wow. This February is crazy. 3rd. Finally yeah. arrived. Um, now and there was a discussion of whether or not, you know, they'd be dressed or, you know, waking up after the and new sweet it. love and Harold Ramis is like, now they're going to be clothed because Andy McDowell is a classy bitch and she would not have fucked him on the first night. So they have not had sex yet. She stayed over, but they did not hanky panky. Well, so that's why there's they're fully kind of crushes a whole PJs. lot of what I because I, I thought, is it him being good or is it just Andy McDowell's sweet, sweet love that made the world go back around? That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're stuck in a rut. Yeah. Andy McDowell will fuck you out of that rut. Well, if she Your paid for it, that would, have, <laughs> <laughs> that would have made Phil, uh, Phil Connor. She, no, he Phil Murray a whore. A whore? Yeah, because she paid $326.14 or something no, like that. No, $399. $39.88. And 88 cents. $339, yes. So she would have paid, she would have paid him for the mm-hmm. She's probably like, no problem. I could, that's two months rent in Pittsburgh in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, so 
Yeah, they decided that they're going to be dressed. They go outside, and he's like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. Let's live here. And they keep making eyes. Like, I mean, we'll, we'll rent to start, but, you know, yeah, fuck it. We'll just stay here. And uh, then they get to the end of the sidewalk, and he, like, lifts her over the gate and then hops over it himself. And it's supposed to be like, yeah, we're just so young and in love and happy and whatever, but it's because the prop broke. <laughs> <laughs> like, the gate went open, and Bill just winged it. And they kept it. It's the last thing he needed, first thing that morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I caught that fucking kid yesterday. My back's already fucked yeah. up. And then some of the positions you were putting me into last night. Whoo, lordy. My, I'm all sore from the rabies shots. <laughs> <laughs> I really regret having... I've all, heard those are terribly painful. Like, yeah, I think Horribly so. painful. Because they go in your they, gut. They like go, they go in through your abdominal. Yeah, they, oh, it's fuck. a pretty big needle. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's I've heard it's a very not fun thing to do. Don't that, get rabies. That and tetanus also. I think the tetanus shot. Right, tetanus well, shots aren't bad. That's in the arm. I can't remember the last time I had that one. I'm gonna you stop. To... I probably should get one then. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. If you can't remember the last tetanus shot you had, you probably need. Tetanus. It used to be ten it, years, but they give. I think they. I thought they shortened that, that down a little. Yeah, bit. I thought it was. I thought it was like four or five. I mean, unless you, unless you, you know. Well, I mean, it might be four, four or five. I think. By all means, if you think getting a inoculation is going to fuck up your freedom, then don't, because lockjaw is a super fun way to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if it if it actually worked, why would you need booster shots? I don't know. How often do you get tetanus shots? Oh, repeatedly. Got it. Maybe because yeah. cool, that's how things fucking work. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, let's back to Bill Murray. <laughs> oh wait, that's it. That's the end of the movie. Oh, and some old Nat King Cole comes in. Nat, and I do love me some Nat King yeah, Cole. Nat King I do Cole. too. Nat King Cole was great. And so this movie ends with Eddie McDowell spending her entire checkings account on this guy. And to not have sex with Bill Murray. To not have sex with Bill Murray. And then Bill Murray also just spending thousands and thousands of dollars on insurance, which he probably oh, bought that's because right. Though yeah. that is the worst part is like this is the worst day to not repeat because like shit I'm on the hook for a lot a of money. A lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that insurance that's gonna be that's probably why I wanted to move. Like Punxsutawney's a lot. It's a lot cheaper, cheaper than Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but his job's in Pittsburgh also. Yeah. Like, like what are you gonna do in Well, he was getting ready to leave anyway, but yeah, I, we He's hoping for a bigger deal. Like yeah, he's a celebrity at least, kind of. He's fucked everybody in that town. Well, I mean, was that last was that last broadcast though when the, all the rest of them had their their mics in? Oh, was that the same day? I think it was. Yeah, that was the same day. Yeah, maybe he's got a raise coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he can get a job fucking anywhere at this point. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's that's it. That's the end of our end of our movie here. Let's go around the the proverbial horns. Give our thoughts on Groundhog Day, Manny. I love this movie, man. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this movie. Uh, I mean, before going into this show, I wasn't even worried about it. I was like, I can watch it. I cannot watch it. I've seen this so many times. It doesn't really matter. I did rewatch it. And yes, it is a rewatch. All right. Okay. Um, it, Like I said, this is like, not only is this a great movie, this is like a literal linchpin of probably dozens of other movies. Like you'll watch other shows or other situations that you'll run into like, oh, like, like Groundhog's Day. Like Groundhog's Day. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's hard to take notes on it because even though I've seen this dozens of times, I, I still am captivated in <laughs> yeah. watching it. Like I'm, I don't want to stop to take notes. Like it's, it's a good movie. And even though Bill Murray is apparently an asshole, I still want to hang out with him <laughs> and, yeah. and he's great. And Andy McDowell's beautiful and, yeah, it's Chris Elliott's definitely a rewatch. Yeah, Chris Elliott. Side note, I saw a comment on IMDb that called this a rom com, 
and it kind of is. Yeah. It's it's kind of a creepy the one. one. He, the one thing he has to do to get out of this never-ending loop is get the chick. Legitimately improve himself and get the girl honestly. Yeah. Apparently. So yep. that makes it a rom-com. Yeah. Also need to since you said it at the beginning of the show, the yes. budget is 14.6 <laughs> million. The total gross was 71.1 million. So made made a lot of money. And IMDb rates this at 8.1, Rotten Tomatoes a 97%. With the with the, uh, critics, with the critics, and it was uh, eighty eight with the audience, which I feel like the audience is underselling. I think that should be, I, I could see this being closer to that like, ninety seven yeah. or uh, pretty high marks all around though. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Andy McDowell was thirty five, Chris Elliott was thirty three, Ramos was forty nine. Bill, okay, Bill, Bill was Murray was forty three. I've mentioned that a few yeah, times because yeah, it yeah. fucked me up that he was the same age as I am right now. And, <laughs> Here I am fucking around with you guys instead of making out with Andy McDowell. <laughs> well, I mean, well, <laughs> day's not over, bud. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I think this is highly rewatchable. I don't know that I need to, or I could even say anything that you guys haven't already. It's, it's fucking absolute classic. If somehow somebody's absolute listening classic. to this and has not seen this multiple times already, sort your fucking life out and fix that problem. Like this movie is amazing. Yeah. yeah. We're putting your day on repeat until yeah. you, <laughs> until you <laughs> fix it by watching Groundhog's Day at least five times. But don't Ground fuck up my mul- don't fuck up my multiverse. Yeah. I always yeah. say Groundhogs, but I always it's, say it's Groundhog's, Groundhog's, it's Groundhog's Day. Day. Um yeah. That's it. That, that does it. That's, <laughs> That's the end it. of the episode here. Yeah, no. And it's only about an hour forty minutes, it's hour pretty short. Yeah. So quick. It's, yeah, it's, it's quick. quick. It's not like it's yeah, it's a great movie. I think hundred five minutes runtime, I think is what it was. 105. Sure. Sounds right. Uh, all right. Yeah, that's an hour and 45. <laughs> if you like what you heard. <laughs> hour 35 minutes. You can find us on Twitter at their watch party. You can email us at watchparty at gmail.com. Also, you can find us on Facebook. Yes. Uh, the group is just named The Rewatch Party. Pretty self-explanatory there, listeners. We are on Facebook now. Uh, so, you know, get all your news. Drop us a line. From us there. Don't actually call us, please. <laughs> Stay out of our DMs. You, but, drop, you can drop into my DMs. <laughs> unless, unless, unless you look like Annie McDowell. You can, you can drop into mine. You can drop. God damn it. Uh, we will also be polling there now for the Tournament of Champions. Uh, so make sure you follow us on Twitter or Facebook to keep up with the polls and voting for the amazing Tournament of Champions, our sister podcast. I finally also had to break down exactly us. and friend Manny on Facebook because I had to bring him into the group. <laughs> he kept popping in as like, you know this dude? I'm like, no, fuck no, I don't know that dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, shit, I no, better bring him no, in. No, no. <laughs> Damn it. So Does anybody those, actually really know me, though? No, you just keep showing up. I'm I keep an, trying I'm to enigma. not introduce you. Yeah, and you I don't just, know. It's just about body diagrams in your bedroom and Brightburn. So, no, <laughs> I don't think oh, I know you. Oh, you mean that Brandon movie? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay, so I call it the Brandon movie because the kid's name is Brandon. I know, it's weird that you remember that, but not the title of the fucking movie because they very rarely even say his fucking name. They say it all the time. You don't know. Brandon? Brandon? You don't even know the name of the movie, dude. Who played right. the mom? Elizabeth Banks. All right. Hottie, hottie. I don't know any of it. Maybe you have And some. her husband was the dude that was uh, in the office. I don't remember his name. because Yeah, he Pam's first fiance. Yeah, he, Frank. Roy. Roy. I don't know. <laughs> Some, Frank, some yeah, dick Roy, face. Something. <laughs> <laughs> something ridiculous. <laughs> Roy. What is he, a fucking so, Orbison? Something just super white. <laughs> I don't know. Super white. 
Uh, join us next week as we watch Sly and Robert De Niro geriatrically try to beat each other's brains out in Grudge Match. Until then, I'm Nick with Anthony and Manny, and thanks for rewatching. Do they love meth? Certain athletes are born enemies, but the fiercest rivalry was between two fighters, Razor and Kid. They fought only twice, but the tie-breaking grudge match never happened. Today I'm announcing my retirement from professional boxing. You know what this is, Razor? It's a video game. They want to put you and Kid in the game. All they do is videotape you throwing a couple punches, voice records you. <clears throat> Ugh, I'm gonna kill you. Except in a white guy's voice, because they don't want to scare anybody. Okay, Razor, let's throw some jabs at Wilbur the dummy. Come on, Razor. Imagine this kid. Hey. I hope I don't look like that big of an ass. Set me up. I told you come at 1 o'clock, kid. I want to see my old friend. He's been ducking me for 30 years. I missed him. Well, I don't look like you're missing any meals. I'm out of here. No, you're not. Check out this clip that is just blowing up online. I got a company that wants the official rematch. They're gonna pay you a hundred grand. Well, I can't be in the same room as that guy. Not worth it. The hell you mean it ain't worth it? I'm looking at your house. I'm your trainer, Mike. You can't be my trainer. Maybe I believe you ate my trainer. Time to train. What have I done? It's insane. Oh, yeah. Give me one reason. You're fat. You got weak knees. You're fat. Don't sugarcoat it. Be honest. I think I could talk to you for a second. I'm your son. Now maybe you could use a little help. Hey, what are you doing? We're just here to buy a little dinner. You don't have to punch everything. You, my friend, are embarrassing yourself. A great performer knows when it's time to get off the stage, kid. If one of you gets knocked out, is it safe to say you've fallen and you can't get up? <laughs> the whole world's laughing at us, but we're not dead. In fact, I feel more alive now than I ever felt. Razor, why now? I'm a fighter. I was born to be a fighter. You got every right to hate me. But I need you in my corner. No matter how hard you guys work, it won't be your best. It's the best we got. 30 years after their second fight, Kid McDonough and Razor Sharp get ready to go at it again. Gutsy move going without a bra. I took a dump on your porch. Hey, we are live, guys. We are live right now. Hey, Webster, show a little respect. I choose to believe that you just called me Webster because of my dictionary-sized vocabulary, not because of my height and race. Nope, it's because you're short and black. What was Jesus like? I'm curious. Was he cool?